0: Yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we got a taste of it a little earlier on here on Saturday night's main event when the madness met the mania. I am talking about Macho Madness and Hulkamania. Two mega powers beating here tonight. Hulk Hogan,
2: what is happening? Well, you know, me, Gene, we really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. And I'm just kind of a little worried about walking up here because... We just might pull the whole planet up, you know. Everybody knows that Hulkamania is the strongest force in this universe. But when I hit that ring, and I saw what the madness was all about, I realized there was a whole other universe out there, a whole other frontier, and the power of the madness, and the mania just blew my 24-inch guns out, man. You mean to tell me there is another solar system, Macho Man? Unbelievable! I'm still in a state of shock right now. I don't think I would've been coming down for a long, long period time. of time, yeah Reckless abandon is what it used to be, yeah But I opened up my eyes And the big man, baby, the big man, yeah He endorsed my Joe Mandis and he gave me direction, yeah But I used to be a direction now With the mega, yeah, the mega, yeah The mega power, yeah Mega powers, yeah I feel the power now I, I feel, feel the man. power right there mm-hmm. You're yeah. The Man, yeah I head over the head Macho man Oh oh man I'm all right. They've never been better Yeah. Don't you worry about the hit over the head, man. I'm just worried about where we're going from here. Is it this stratosphere, man? Is it the ionosphere with the madness and the mania as one guiding force? We could go ahead and take the whole I cannot of... believe this. Lord, oh,
1: and has happened here on oh, Tuesday oh. night's main event. Oh, Omega man. Powers, oh, the madness, power Randy oh, Savage, and the heavyweight champion, and Hulkamania.
2: Yeah, Hulk Hogan, I remember way back when, when the mega powers were bonded. Yeah, you made a lot of promises to the macho man, didn't you? Promises that you didn't keep. I remember one specific one, yeah. You promised that Elizabeth would never be in a dangerous position. You broke that promise, didn't you, Hulk Hogan? And who had to come in and make that critical save? The macho man, Randy Savage, covering for Hogan again. I can't believe it, moving when it's absolutely necessary when you're down and out the kind of rules I play by. But you, you play by different rules, yeah. You gotta get in your grandstanding and, and your hotdogging, don't you, yeah? I remember a time when I wrestled the king, too. And in fact, I hit bossman in the outside of the ring just like you. The only difference was I was doing real good, yeah. I was styling out there like a champion, yeah. But guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hotdogging in? You, man, you, Hulk Hogan, yeah. You just couldn't stand to sit back with your feet up and watch the champion in action. Well, look at this, prima donna. And he out connects with the elbow. And the counter is 2 Look at that. Macho is good. you a hot dog a grandstander, a showboat and a prima donna but you're a liar too in fact i remember a time where we stood in front of the man that does nothing but lie brother love and you told some of the biggest lies that i've ever heard of in my whole life i love him like a brother it's a lie hulk hogan and that's enough to get me hot but what you said to Elizabeth, it's enough to get me to the boiling point, yeah, I love Elizabeth, oh, Kogan, you say you love Elizabeth, I got news for you, man, yeah. I got news for you, Elizabeth is going to be in the corner of the macho man Randy Savage at Wrestlemania 5, yeah, and let me tell you something, you say you love me like a brother, well, listen to this, oh, Kogan, oh, yeah. I hate your guts, and that's what's going to be left all over the mat after WrestleMania
3: 5. I'll tell you another guy that's tough, talking about Jake the Snake Roberts. In fact, let's go to the snake right now.
1: Hey, pal. You. Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, Jake the Snake Roberts. I vividly recall what took place in the snake Pit. You do. recently. Hockey <laughs> tonk man, and, and I really don't understand it. He said that you were making fun of him, of his clothes, of his family, of Peggy Sue, of everybody, and that's why he hit you over the head with a guitar.
4: Do you believe I was making fun of him? I didn't get that impression, no. Oh, I was. I was, but you see the thing is, I was telling you the truth, man. I was telling you what I really thought of you. Few people will step up and say what they really think. I will. You know, what surprised me, though, is that you had guts enough to... <laughs> in a mind enough i'm sure jimmy hart had something to do with he's a sneaky little worm anyway i've known him for a long time to come around the other side that was quick that was quick thinking on your part a mistake on my part but you know something honky-tonk you being from tennessee (laughs) you've been out hunting before hadn't you boy you've went out and you pointed that gun down that game and you pulled that trigger He had to make sure it was a good shot unless you were hunting small game. All right. Something that don't fight back. I fight back a little bit, you know. He took his best shot and he didn't get the job done. What's a wounded animal like? You tell me, huh?
1: Well, I don't know about a wounded animal. I will tell you this, that now WrestleMania 3 in the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan on Sunday, March the oh, 29th, Jake, yeah. has been expanded to 12 matches in one of those matches. You'll have an opportunity to get revenge because you're going to be meeting the Honky Tonk Man.
4: You know what? It's going to be like for you my man it's gonna be like death row you sit in a chair and you waiting for the man to pull the switch but you don't know when he's gonna pull it but you can be sure that he's gonna pull it sooner or later ain't nobody gonna save your rear end for the frying you're gonna take in pontiac my man what i'm saying is honky talk, if you've got guts enough to show up no, I'm going to, to do everything I want, and you don't want that.
1: All right, I thank you very much. Jake the Snake Roberts, yes. To meet the Hockey Talk Man, one of 12 exciting matches in WrestleMania three at the Silverdome on March the 29th.
5: special guest has appeared before previously on the pwc but this time we're gonna do a one-on-one and just talk about what's wrong with professional wrestling what got us into professional wrestling and just basically shooting the shit jeff welcome back to the pwc my man how are you man thank you so much i have to fire my agent for double booking me on the same show (laughs)
3: I'm happy to be here. It's always fun to hang with you and, and uh, your crowd, but this is just a one-on-one, and you're going to, I guess, uh, interview me because I'm old uh,
5: <laughs> and still watch wrestling, and there aren't that many of us. Right. Dude, no doubt about it. Well, I, w- I want to start with uh, what got you into professional wrestling, Jeff? I mean, also, like, who was your favorite wrestler growing up?
3: Uh, the first match I remember seeing, so I should step back a moment. Back in the '70s, and I'm not sure when it ended, but on ABC, which was one of the, it's still one of the big networks, but one of the we had three broadcast networks, and then every then there were a couple of local channels. I grew up in New York, and ABC had a show called Wide World of Sports, and people might remember it was, they said the, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, and the ski jumper with that horrible spill. Well, <laughs> yes. this is this is before cable. This is before pay-per-view, so there'd be big-time fights on there. Like Muhammad Ali would fight on there. Now he was a little bit before my time, but Larry Holmes, who you know was a champion for a long time, he fought on there. And you would have uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, and and so big-time fights were on regular TV. Well, also occasionally, because the wide world of sports had, you know, you, you wouldn't have a baseball game or a football game or a hockey game or, or NBA. I mean, they had their they had their own stuff. So every now and then there'd be a wrestling match on there. And I remember distinctly Andre the Giant, and I'm pretty sure it was Antonio Inoki. Um, So that was the first time I saw anything like it. But what got me into it and, and my favorite wrestler early on was the Magnificent Morocco. So people used to do this thing called channel flipping, It's sort of hard to do now with thousands of channels and and all these streaming services. Um, but you would channel surf. And when you're a kid, anything that's different is going to catch your eye. So all I remember seeing is Don Morocco, who was this giant, huge muscled arm guys with this big fat belly. (laughs) And, you know, I, I read comic books and things like, you know, and saw the, the old, you know, uh, Hercules movies with uh, Steve Reeves. I, those two things didn't make sense to me. I didn't know that you could have muscle arms and a, a big fat belly at the same time. And he had like the weirdest veins. It looked like he had like rivers going through his, you know, his veins. They, they, they were not shaped like other veins that I had seen. Even at like eight years old, I could see that something was going on. So I was fascinated by this. And well, who, who was his main rival then? Um, You know, uh, if you kept watching for long enough, it was Jimmy Superfly Snooker. So, I mean, there was, you know, he sort of looked dangerous, he had the crazy eyes, he had the loincloth, like, you know, Tarzan, but not Tarzan, and he did the Superfly. Right. Yeah, everyone does Splashers now, but nobody did it then, at least not on my TV. So, <laughs> you know, it, it was Superfly versus Don Morocco. And of course you, you know, met the other Zany characters, Sergeant Slaughter, the Wild Samoans, the the Strombos, the um, uh, Gurria and Martel, um, the Moon Dogs, and all the managers. There, there was the the, the Grand Wizard, Classy oh, Freddie, Blassie, Blassie, Lou Albano, all, all these people who then you know sort of became bigger names in in the eighties. Uh, you know, they were sort of making their way uh, in in the late seventies. So that's what got me into it. And then around nineteen eighty one. We got cable and still flipping. And one day I turn on what I now know to be WTBS, still is, was then too. And all of a sudden there's other wrestlers on. I'm like, there's other wrestlers? Hey, what are <laughs> you talking about? What what what, what, mystery, what, what sorcery be this? Um, so I, I'm, I'm watching that and and you know, they definitely look different. They talk different, they acted different a whole lot of bleach blonde hair um, just, <laughs> no just everything was different about it and you know even without seeing things on tv you, you sort of heard about things like dusty roads and and the Freebirds, and you heard the von Erichs. didn't know who they were uh you know and then there's dusty you know he, he, he's on tv not what I was expecting, but there's there's Dusty. Anyway, that, that's what got me into it. First, it was just the newness. It was sort of like that the comic book characters come to light. Just it was different. You don't know things are fake when you're eight years old, but by the time you're 11 years old or whatever, you, you sort of figure it out. But my longtime favorites growing up, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson, they were like you know comic book characters come to life. With, I mean perfectly sculpted muscles, you know, feats of strength. Rocky Johnson was the speed guy. Tony Atlas was the, the power guy. I mean you know uh, I couldn't wait for them to beat the the Samoans. Oh my goodness. And this was back in the day where you know you thought matches mattered so there were three Samoans at some point and poor Atlas and Johnson they, they, they couldn't they could never beat them. They had SD Jones lost. they got Ivan Putsky Polish power lost. <laughs> finally they got uh, andre the giant and finally won i was so happy
5: <laughs> and you know what jeff i forgot to mention before that you're also the host of the hammerlock the hammerlock hangover podcast and the gun of doom podcast i thought I'd, I'd i'd add that in because uh i forgot to say it in the intro because of the previous show that we did so i had to get that in but Man, that was a that, that were definitely great times, though, during that era. And uh, I was a bit too young to actually remember that era, <laughs> but uh, because for me, I started watching pretty much from like WrestleMania 2 onwards. And uh, like it was that Hogan, uh, King Kong Bundy match that that sort of got me really into it. And, and unfortunately, because I was in Australia, I, all I got at first, and this before I even got cable was uh like all just wwf stuff you know like saturday Mm -hmm. night's main event random pay-per-views would play like just the you know the big four at the time and they weren't even live i would have to go to the video store and actually uh borrow like the latest wrestlemania for a few years up until i got cable television where i had to borrow it even if it was like a month ahead or a month behind sorry so (laughs) believe me i i I had to do it the hard way but I used to record everything man I've got that many tapes like I taped everything from the 80s all the way to like early 2000s and then I just stopped recording but man like I said those days and it's a shame because you bring up those days and the thing is you can't even compare it to today's professional wrestling you know what I mean like Today's wrestlers just look like they don't even know what they're doing compared to the, to the you know the golden age of professional wrestling. I mean, what's happened? <laughs> like, what's go- what's going wrong, Jeff? I mean, can you tell me? Well, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of things that have happened, and
3: you know, it's too easy to say it's about the wrestlers of today because things went started going south well before the the wrestlers of today, probably some of them were even born. Um, As a youth, even though I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, when Larry Zbysko turned on Bruno Sammartino, that that made it to the local news. That made it to the newspaper. That was news, it was almost treated like a sport. So when Vince McMahon, for smart business reasons, basically he was tired of being licensed as a sport in certain states. Right. Uh, he had to get different insurance. He had to pay different regulators. probably had to pay some bribes or whatever. So he acknowledged that it's sports entertainment to the world and that sort of broke the, the the curtain. So right then it lost a certain amount of credibility even with people who knew that it wasn't real. I knew it wasn't real, but right then and there a lot of people just like, listen, if I was playing play along and you're not even gonna play, play, play along, I'm gone. Then you have things like the steroids trial. Right. And listen, we all knew by 86, 87, nobody looks like that naturally. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: We didn't know that in 79 or, or 81 or 82, or I didn't anyway. Uh, you know, we didn't know that the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger and pump, the pumping iron people and all of them were you know, juice to the gills and, and whatever the case was. But by the time the Ultimate Warrior rolled around and, and you know, the, the heydays of Hulk Hogan, we pretty much knew, but we didn't want to know. Um, and so that was a tough one also. And yes, Vince was found not guilty. And, and listen, like I mean, who's to say that he was a dealer, period. I mean, he could have just looked the other way there's a million places people could have gotten steroids, but whatever it was, I don't think it, the veneer was off when Hulk Hogan testified that he took steroids. Right. So you knew if he was, everybody was trying to keep up with him. And then you're seeing people like Billy Graham and, and Don Morocco, who I spoke about earlier with the big fat right. belly now had abs. The original um, rock <laughs> they're, Right. Exactly. Um, and all of that stuff's going on. So that was, that was a big blow as well. Um, fast forward a little bit, um, because I think the Monday night wars sort of got, uh, overcame that you had the excitement, you had the competition, you had the people switching from promotions and yeah, there was a lot of cluster and yeah, there was a lot of silliness. The dungeon and doom was silly. The NWO <laughs> yeah. got bloated and crazy. The, the LWO had about 20 <laughs> members and they still couldn't win anything. Yeah. The, the, the NWO wolf pack, but still it, it it was fun when you had Rick Rude on ECW TV, oh, WWE maybe. TV, and then later that night showing up on Nitro Live. I mean, all of the movement, the the, the free agent stuff. And AEW tries to recreate that sometimes and, and they're actually pretty good about keeping secrets in this day and age, at least it so, seems as like, best yeah, they yeah, can.
0: Sure.
3: Yeah. WWE not not so much, but sometimes I think they've learned. To make an announcement about a signing and then maybe not have the person show up for two, three, four months, and and so they're sort of learning a little bit better, um, but it's not that kind of surprise anymore. Vince bought up all the territories again; very smart business move. No one else was really competition, and so to distinguish themselves, you had shows like Ring of Honor, you know, who were pulling wrestlers from Lucha and Wrestling Society X you know, sort of coming in and doing this whole other style. And listen, they weren't making the big money. And yes, you know, and, and they, for the most part, they were smaller guys taking bigger chances because that, that's how that that was their brand. That's how they were marketing. Um, they were trying to do ECW, but with more athletics rather than sort of special effects or, or, uh, physical, what am I trying to say, like prop stunts, like not less baseball bats and barbed wire and and tables and chairs and more with their bodies. Like they they would become tumblers. Um, Not quite to the extent that they're stunt dancers now, but it was getting there, that that, that was the path. Then you had a whole bunch of fans who grew up thinking that that was a professional wrestler, but you also have had a whole bunch of fans in the pocket like me who, for whatever, right or wrong, if they weren't 6'2 and 245 <laughs> or bigger, or or 6'6 and, you know, 290 and bigger, just weren't interested, unless they had, like, a,
5: a really cool gimmick or something going on. Like, a guy like Terry Funk was always a-oh. Oh, yeah, he's an exception for sure. Yeah. And, and yeah. actually, people forget about that. That's, that's actually a great point, because Terry Funk wasn't your biggest guy, but he's he was always a star let alone he he single-handedly even put ECW on his back you know what I mean so I mean geez there's there's been heaps of guys that are you know around six foot six one range like your you know Shawn Michaels, Brett man Hearts. there's a few others but it, it, you bring up a great point and uh that's the thing I mean today I hate to say the the term vanilla midget but uh do we have this sort of issue? I mean, do people are people not even interested in seeing these guys that they probably feel they could probably beat up in real life if you get where I'm trying to get it? Like I think the answer is yes to an extent, and whether I think
3: it or not doesn't really matter because apparently it's been proven true this past <laughs> Wednesday. Um, because AEW Dynamite came on after the NBA game, so it was delayed, and I guess a bunch of people. Who are watching the nba game and maybe expecting inside the nba or left their tv on or, or want to check out oh i heard there's a new wrestling organization let's see let's see what's what it's about and that's probably part of what tnt wanted but talk about a blowback right. um, basically nba players started bashing Mostly, you know, it started with Jericho and, and his build, and it's not the guy that they remember. But it wasn't just that. They were laughing at everyone. They were saying, these are wrestlers? What happened to wrestlers? <laughs> they they called Ricky Starks Discount Rock. Uh, and then fans were popping in and, and and doing the same. And then some of the AEW guys apparently got defensive, and that didn't go well because people were basically laughing at them. And then apparently AEW just shut down all the social media. Wow, you did know, they? Yeah, apparently or at least some YouTube channels I I, I don't know all of it but I know I saw some people complaining on Twitter that, that their sites have been shut down maybe it's because they were monetized sites uh, some were saying it's not a copyright strike because I've been playing these things for months that doesn't mean it wasn't a copyright strike um, but the MBS just because you were playing something for months doesn't mean that they Noticed you before, but in in any event, whatever the reason or the confluence of events were, things got shut down, and and people were saying that AEW was calling in to, to shut these sites and these conversations down, which isn't hard to believe because they've sort of done it before. I mean, Brandy went off social media for a while, the Young Bucks went off social media for a while. I mean, everyone seems to come back, but but they've sort of been. Snowflakey before, which is the opposite of what tough professional wrestlers are supposed to be. Thank you. Which is which is sort of an issue with AEW to an extent is that on their social media, I don't think they can always, there's no distinction between when they're in character and not in character. And I think that's a bit of a problem as well, but we're skipping a lot, but I think the answer, yes. And Vanilla Midget had to do with personality not color
5: um, oh well yeah yeah you're right because they're a vanilla midget right <laughs> like not uh, color like they're small and and no personality basically uh, right. i believe it was kevin nash that came up with that term i think he he's credited with it i'm not sure if he's the first one who said
3: it but listen nash apparently is, is a certified member of menza which means he's he's a genius and and he knows the I've business heard that yeah and, and people always say Kevin Nash never drew a dime. There's plenty that's, of charts to show that's not the case, but it doesn't matter. Wrestling's an ensemble show. And Kevin Nash is a star, was a star. He's one of the people they remember. And he's somebody no who still has a career and is doing just fine. He doesn't need to be talking about wrestling anymore. In any case, he's, he's right though. I mean, Ric Flair was not that big a guy, but he had a huge personality. Michael PS Hayes was not that big a guy but he had a huge Huge. personality. I mean, so, and they live their gimmicks outside. Now that's probably a no-go in this day and age, but. Hey, but that's kayfabe, right? Yeah. And and you can adapt. There are people with big personalities now that adapt to a more social media SJW (laughs) politically correct. uh, You know, it's harder. It's definitely 100, but Joe Rogan still has a big personality. Matthew McConaughey, in his own way, has a big personality in a quiet way. There there are – you know, there's a a lot of athletes have big – Shannon Sharp has a huge personality. Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal still have big personalities. So you can adapt. Somebody with that kind of talent and that charisma adapts to the time – or they don't even need to adapt because they've grown up around it. It's just the right. way they are.
0: That's right. They just
3: channel their personality in in different directions. So yeah, that
5: the art of the character is gone. Is, is gone. Completely and that's the sad part because like these like you said yourself, these SJW wrestlers or whatever you want to call them, I don't know if they're too sensitive, I don't know if they if they're reading too much what the fans are saying, but the thing is you talk about charisma and you talk about it seems harder these days. Look, to me, I don't think... Look, like, for example, you can still do kayfabe right now, right? And fool the fan. But it's easy. Believe me when I tell you that. I'm I'm not saying like that I know better than a professional wrestler or anything like that. I'm just saying you can easily still fool the fans even through social media. You know what I mean? All they have to do is stop showing themselves so much. Like you said... It's hard to distinguish between the character these days and the person playing the character. Well, and I say character lightly because there's no real difference anymore with half these guys, you know? And on top of that, they don't care about fundamentals these days. I mean, just the the littlest things, like uh, I was mentioning on the skirmish, I'm sure you've noticed this yourself, Jeff, but when you watch AEW particularly, right? You know, when they... Mm -hmm. You know like in just traditional 101 professional wrestling you know like the tag rope on top of the turnbuckle where you have to hold that and make the tag legally right that's what you're supposed to be doing that's what it's there for technically right am i wrong jeff or no you're right you're right and well, and jericho criticized them for that and <laughs> then did the same thing this past week right they keep doing it every every damn week every week it's those little things that make me cringe And if I can see that, I'm sure you can see that, then why can't these so-called professional wrestlers in AEW in particular, why can't they see that? Why don't they want to listen or even learn, should I say even? Because they've got, they're listening to the people
3: who love what they do. There are a lot of wrestling fans now who wouldn't have been wrestling fans 30 years ago, 40 years ago it's different now. I call it stunt dancing. Yes, I intended it as a pejorative, but I also intended because that's all I can think of it. It's very <laughs> choreographed. I'm not diminishing the skills. There are, I mean, backup dancers or whatever, you know, when they go on concert, you know, right. or, you know, Jad Jackson, as I'm showing sure my age now, you know, whoever the pop <laughs> hey, stars, Bruno Mars, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> whoever's going on tour now they've got backup dancers they're amazingly coordinated they're amazingly athletic they can do things that i could never do in my best days i couldn't have done those things when i was 19 or 20 no matter how many months or years i practiced i'm not diminishing <laughs> the skills just the same way i don't diminish a golfer skill or a great pool player skill or a great bowler skill or a race car driver skill but that doesn't make you an athlete It makes you athletic right. and it doesn't make it simulated fighting it's like it's like they grew up on too many video games and they're playing their video Mm -hmm. games, they're live acting it. But people their age who grew up on video games enjoy seeing that. So that's fine. Listen, when I came to wrestling, I wanted to see comic books come to life. That's what I saw. And that's what I like. So that's why I I like the big muscle guys and the, and the big, you know, guys like the blob or the abomination or whatever they they were big. That was like the Andre, the giant, the big John stud, these larger than life characters. So, it's really not that much different. They—that's they, what they want to consume. But what they don't realize is that there's an ever diminishing number of them because normal people—and I am putting myself in the abnormal category—normal <laughs> right. people grow out of wrestling. So plenty of people like wrestling when they're kids, teenagers, in their twenties, but at some point they grow out of it. So the people <laughs> who—so the people who still like it, and this subsection that likes this kind is smaller. So the mistake I think AEW makes is that they rely too much on the one style as opposed to doing more of a variety. I don't need to like a third of what AEW does. I can hate 20% of what they do and not particularly like another 15 or 20% of it. But if I like 60% of what what they're doing, I'm going to like the product. And I did like that. I mean, I was close to giving my story with AEW Probably isn't important, but now that I've started, I have to. I'll Go try to make it. it
5: quick. No, no, no. When it
3: first was announced, I was really excited about it. When they first, when they announced their first few signings, I was really excited. And then they started announcing people like Orange Cassidy and <laughs> Jungle Boy and Kip Sabian, and, and 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 I was like deflated. I'm like, no. And then Marco <laughs> Stunt, I was like, oh, come oh. on. What 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 are you doing, guys? And then they made all these other pronouncements about. Everyone's going to be an employee. Everyone's getting health insurance. We're going to pay the women as much as the men. All great things, and 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 none of them came true. So I came at it with high expectations. Then they broke. My, then they started betraying me almost immediately. <laughs> then they sort of betrayed the world immediately, but suffered no consequences because their, right. their their hardcore fan base accepted anything they did, which was really weird. I've said this weird. on other shows.
5: <laughs> Perfect word.
3: Every other fandom has a you know, like. People say, "Why are you criticizing?" Just enjoy all wrestling. I, the entire I concept that. of yeah. The entire concept of sports radio is fans calling into the local hosts or national hosts and saying, "Our GM needs to be fired." The quarterback did this stupid thing. I mean, normal fan bases do criticize. It means they're invested. Exactly. Being happy about everything is a cult, not not oh. not a not a fan base.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. So, it's, yeah, it's Go crazy, ahead. man. It's it's like you said that. Look, I'm, I'm I've got similar sort of uh like thing. What you just said about AEW is pretty much like me, except I was I was all in for it. No pun intended. I was literally all in for AEW at to a point where I sounded like an AEW shill at first, right? That's how how much I was praising AEW at first, and then. You know, I'm watching. Yeah, it was was still pretty good compared to WWE. I was eating it up, right, for the first, you know, two, three months, especially when Dynamite started, and then it just went downhill and downhill. Now, this is even before COVID, and it went downhill and downhill. And to be honest with you, up until I started doing the skirmish with Chris, I had stopped watching AEW for months at that point because it was just – it was starting to become – they were making the same mistakes WWE. We're making and even WWE though at least their their wrestlers actually understand the fundamentals generally compared to the AEW uh, roster right because even when you see guys like uh, you know FTR I mean look at the way they handle themselves right and the way they do things they do things right technically right they do things the proper way they respect the art uh, form of professional wrestling that you know where I'm trying to get at. Yeah, actually, I want you to remind me about FTR later. Okay, no worries. I'll, <laughs> hopefully, I don't forget that, but we'll get back to that. I mean, and just generally, all the ex guys that are currently in AEW seem to be the ones that actually do the right thing. But then again, are they even using them right? I mean, a lot of them, I know, like with Brody, he's he's injured, right, apparently? Yeah. I mean, FTR, I think, haven't been really been getting a great push in my opinion sure they had the tag belts the big deal then what do you even remember them even having a run really it was so <laughs> une- yeah but it, it was three it, weeks it, ago <laughs> right but it seemed so old, uneventful too. no 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 i didn't mean it like that i just meant in the general sense not you just overall it's easy to forget that they were that they were tag champs and and like what's going on with miro i mean is it just me or was Miro getting a, a better run in WWE even when he was a cuckold? I mean. The does, Miro
3: story is absurd.
5: It's absurd. Like I said, I call him the, the bridesmaid, not the best man. I mean, seriously. And you know what? He's, didn't he come out on Twitter saying "Uh, it's the money? <laughs> That's why. That's yeah. bullshit. That's just an excuse in my opinion. He's pretty much like uh troubleshooting, if you want to call it that. I mean, it's I believe, ridiculous. I, believe him. I don't think he's making the money, though, from AEW. I think he's the, making the money from Twitch. Yeah, you, hey, you're probably right. I mean, I, I don't really. The one thing I can't handle, Jeff, look, I'm a video game player, too. I, I'm not going to hate on video games. But as a fan, and like you said before, which actually popped me inside, I wanted to laugh. We're not normal, <laughs> right? You're supposed to grow out of professional wrestling. It's true. You're the only person that's actually said it straight out and admitted it. It's a fact. We're meant to grow out of it, right? But I don't know what they do. But when you're young, when they capture you, man, it's something that's just you're in it for life. As much as it drives us nuts and crazy, it's just, I don't know, man. I I don't get it. It's a weird obsession when you think about it. Like, I can't explain it. It's, it's 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 a marvelous thing, but yet a weird thing. But unfortunately, we, we haven't snapped out of it. We're still fans. It doesn't matter our, our age. We just love the art, the sport of professional wrestling, you know? And we just want things to be done right. Is that too much to ask? Sometimes I think, are they sabotaging it? Is Vince sabotaging his own company? Or is he gone senile? <laughs> Well, we're going to get to WWE, I'm sure,
3: soon. I still want to continue my little journey with AEW. Yeah. And I I, but I started with phase one, but I really need to start with sub-level one, which was <laughs> All In was a beautiful event.
5: Oh, no All doubt In it.
3: was like Camelot. All of these different organizations came together and set aside whatever differences or priorities or or egos they had, you had NWA, you had Impact, you had Lucha Underground, which isn't really a wrestling promotion, but right. allowing their characters to, to be used and named. Uh, New Japan, Ring of Honor financed it, uh, at least partly, used all of their staff, their equipment, uh, their broadband. Right now, if you look up All In, nobody owns it. Nobody copyrighted it. That's why you can't find a copy of it anywhere. I thought nobody Ring owns of it.
0: Honor,
5: it was all done, wasn't all done on handshake. Really, I Look, thought Ring of Honor filmed it like the set they did as well. That's, no, that's nobody owns the
3: copyright. Nobody owns the trademark. No, nobody can do anything with it because there's there's too many things out there, uh, too many of them were organizing. And well, I mean, I'll just say AEW betrayed all of those people. Uh, they and that's why you're not going to have any relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling anytime soon. That's why you're not going to have a relationship with Ring of Honor. That's, uh, you know, NWA needs to do whatever they can do. And there's, there really isn't a relationship with NWA no. and AEW. The, they're letting an AEW contract, the person have the belt there for some exposure, and they're letting Thunder Rosa do double duty, or she probably would walk out because A, NWA can't give her any work. B, she has her own promotion, so she probably would just retire. And AEW is hiring a lot of her wrestlers uh for TV, which is letting them supplement their income. But that's not really a relationship. This thing with impact, let's face it, impact is is pretty close to the bottom of the barrel as well. Now, on um, booking, let, let me get back to so phase two of my relationship with a- AEW was I watched AW every week live i watched NXT afterwards or the next day so i was a good customer i paid for two of the the two first pay-per-views before they were on tv i don't know if i would have paid for fighter fest or fight for the fallen but they made those free anyway right i paid for i went to full gear uh i oh, awesome. paid for it. got four four floor seats which i bought on us on i i overpaid i paid more than Face Alley, even knowing that they sold out nothing but the first two shows that I I didn't want to take a chance. I wanted floor seats. I overpaid for those tickets. I attended Starcast. Now I didn't pay for Starcast. I was sort of working for Shaheen, who was a vendor there. Right. right. Um she got me a staff pass, but I actually actually worked there um, as well, but I but I was there. So I, you know, I had a, you know, I had a mixed relationship with AEW at the time. I was a total mark for the Lucha Brothers. I saw Pentagon. I, I actually made a little joke about myself that when I saw him, I got tongue tied, and, and it was because yeah. I had mucho miedo,
5: not <laughs> zero miedo. Uh, I, I just, I just couldn't talk to the guy. I'm, I'm, well, you literally time, like, marked out, like? <laughs> yeah, I'm a. i am I was. That's cool. At, man. That's right.
3: Time, I, and and he's not even a big guy. It's just I saw him, just like, is that really him or some cosplaying? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Blah, 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 blah. And, and and then he saw me later and gave me another chance, no and shit. I could, and I could tell in his eyes that he knew exactly what happened. We didn't need to speak the same language. He knew exactly what happened, and I just looked at him and I and I shook my head, disappointed <laughs> in myself. And, and he gave me some similar like, it's now man. Um, that's a cool. Anyway, that's a cool story, man. But I really disliked a lot of what I was seeing October through December to the point that I posted somewhere. I'm done with right. AEW. That's, then, that, yeah, I'm,
5: no doubt. That was the worst period for me. I, but
3: I wanted to watch the the stuff on the Jericho Cruise stuff. So I lied. And I watched those two shows. And I'm like, you know, this is all right. This is pretty good. But then Britt Baker came on, and did that yeah. drunk promo with Tony right. Schiavone. And instantly I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> so I will tell you that I loved AEW from January, whatever that first show was in January of 2020 straight through July or August. Now remember what I said earlier, this is wrestling. We have a we have a low bar for what's <laughs> good. So whether I didn't like 20% or 40% or whatever it was, it was still by far the most digestible and most enjoyable show on TV for, for sure. months and months and months. And I don't think it was a coincidence that this turn happened right around the same time about three weeks after Tony Khan said, I'm going to take more control. I'm going to be in charge of the booking now. And I think that what happened at some point, he he started seeing the success and he said, okay, I'm going to let my talent do what they want again. And I think, I think the inmates are in, in charge of booking again because I'm seeing them make the same mistakes, the same disjointed stuff. And I'm seeing him hiring all these people and just adding more and more people for what? I mean, listen, it's COVID. I'm very glad that the people are getting paid and he's hiring people. So from a human Absolutely. standpoint, I appreciate that. And from a human standpoint, I do not appreciate that the WWE let go of 30 wrestlers when they're worth 5.4 billion dollars and <laughs> are ha- having record profits. Right. I understand they were cluttered and they weren't using, but keep them on payroll till the world gets better. So I appreciate what AEW is doing, but I don't really know why. So. So my, my relationship with them has really been up and down and all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that booking has been an issue they, they they can't really decide on. Like I've noticed they know what they want to do to get someone to like the apex of a story, whether right. it's a title or some feud, but they really don't know what they want to do with them afterwards. And I'm going to even include recent stuff. We have no idea who attacked John Moxley.
0: Oh yeah, listen, I, don't, I forgot Sammy
3: about that. Uh, later on, I mean, listen, we don't know who beat up Sami Zayn. We don't know why the ninjas attacked Samoa Joe. <laughs> this happens in wrestling, but it, it shouldn't be happening with them. They should learn from the mistakes of everybody else. But smaller than that, this little thing going on with Impact. You have Tony Khan in a pre-recorded ad on Impact on a Tuesday night saying. Impact people, you want our wrestlers on our TV show, that's fine. But I tell you, Impact guys, come on. Come on over to Dynamite. We'll welcome you. The next night Dynamite airs. Nobody from Impact shows up. No pre-recorded segments and someone trying to get in. Nothing. I, I, I really think that this relationship with Impact is literally day by day. You you think? like Literally day by day? I, yeah, or week by week. I think it's very fluid. I'm not sure that anything is rock solid commitment maybe that january 16th match is rock solid commitment i'm not even sure about that but i know everyone thinks there's going to be an omega rich swan title against title match listen i don't give a damn about rick swan i don't give a damn about the impact championship but i understand why people (laughs) would be interested and intrigued by that i don't think that, that, that things are that solid with it i think the only person right now that's winning is don Callis, who's pulling two checks
5: oh definitely and he's literally like uh yeah, he's putting himself over, put it that way. I, I, I agree with you on that. But see, that's the thing. I don't give a shit about Rick Swan, Rich Swan, whatever you want to call him, right? Yeah, he's he was just a cruiserweight in WWE and he's what you call the impact world champion. Please. <laughs> Come on. Well, Tessa Blanchard was there, their world <laughs> champion too. So I know there was plenty of people that actually loved that, right? But to me, that absolutely spat on the on the actual. World Men's Title. I mean, come on! Didn't she beat Brian Cage on top of that? What a joke! Yeah,
3: Yeah, I think she did. I think you're right. See, to Um, me,
5: after that point, he was done for me. To me, he's just yeah. I don't even know why AEW even signed him. I don't see nothing in him. Well,
3: yeah, but him or Sammy Callahan?
5: I I I can't remember which. Look, put it this way. I just think he sucks. He's got no talent to me. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's just me, put but
3: that's spoil Brian Cage for you. Well, I mean, Brian Cage is an example of a guy who's been booked terribly, but forget terribly. about any individual person. They have these rankings, which is clever. And people don't like WWE 50-50 booking. Now, I understand why, but I think now people are seeing why it's so difficult. Now we're not gonna we're not gonna let WWE go go unscathed. Because what WWE has done is oh. they've gone from 50-50 booking over the course of the year to 50-50 booking within a single show. And so they've made it that much worse. So oh. don't don't think that this is a, a pass. And if you're tuning out now, I just want you to know that this is not an AEW hate fest either.
5: No, no, no. no but they,
3: they basically ignored the rankings almost immediately. And they've also fallen into the WWE trap, which is not a good trap, which is if you want a title match, you attack the champion from behind, so that's exactly what unranked Abaddon has done. Go Am off. I interested in seeing Abaddon? Sure, she's a, she's a character. It, it it could be fun, I suppose. But <laughs> have her have her win a bunch of matches on TV? How about that? She she gets ranked number one. Um, I, I you know there's there's other things as well, but the, the you have Anna Jay, who was ranked number five. She got a title shot. Well, <laughs> what about two, three, four, and five? they had that tournament for the to make the number one contender with the yep. omega ended up winning right i mean a few of them were ranked in the top 10 but most of them weren't why wasn't it 3 through 9 i mean i understand you don't need well if you don't have a number one contender then then you know i guess two would be vacant right but <laughs> right. whatever the case could be all eight of them should have been in the top 10 they weren't because they didn't want certain people to take losses well what's that it's just a different version of either 50-50 booking or avoiding 50-50 booking. So it's they sort of book themselves into certain corners. now where's A lot Moxley? Of now?
5: Moxley, he, right, where is he? <laughs> yeah.
3: He he doesn't need to be on 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 site in Jacksonville to be present. They could have done pre-recorded videos. They they could have him record things from home. it, it it's like the first week they made mention that that you shouldn't forget about Moxie. The first week after Omega got the championship, don't forget about Moxie while you're paying attention to Impact. Right. They've not mentioned it since. What, what? He's not in Japan. We know that. We know he's not in Japan. So I mean, these are the, and so now my frustration with them is doubled because they showed me how good they can be and how and how they remember the details. How Eddie right. Kingston made didn't let go of the fact that he was never eliminated properly from from the battle royal. And they made that into a story and got him a, a title match during COVID when you had limited talent and 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 there was really no clear contender. I'm not saying they've done everything perfect, but you know, for example, a couple of things that killed me. First, Brody Lee killed Cody, loved it. <laughs> and, then, and then Cody comes back a month or so later and they get into a skirmish. And then so Cody's gonna get a rematch. And Brody Lee cuts a promo. Insisting on a strap match? No, no. the 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 face ins- insists on the strap match because the heel has been running away, or there's been outside interference, or they, you know they're always escaping. the The heel doesn't insist on 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 a strap match. Why? Just because he wants to inflict brutality? Well, then I, it was just it was just backwards. It didn't make yeah. sense to me. Wrestling, however lowbrow it is, it should have some sort of base logic, right? There's a reason for stipulation matches and the strap match like Loomis and Grimes was because Grimes kept trying to run away from Loomis. Well, the strap was there to make sure he couldn't run away. It ain't rocket science,
5: but that's right. It it ain't rocket science. And that's what puzzles me. That's what really gets to me. I, I, don't, I don't understand why this is even happening. It just, I can't compute it, Jeff. I, I don't know how everybody seems to be making these mistakes. See, to me, New Japan seems to be the only promotion that actually respects the fundamentals of professional wrestling right now out of all promotions. That's just my opinion. Right. But then again, I don't know. Oh, really? Oh, have you ever watched it in the past or well right now? I I truly think it's, it's the best promotion right now. I mean, there's no, even the comedy spots are done with logic. Like, you know, Toru Yanu, for example, right? He's the one with the duct tape, right? Yeah, yeah. See, even when he does the duct tape thing, right, there's at least logic behind it, right? It makes sense how he won and why he won. Yeah, sure, it's all haha, and you can sort of take a piss on it. But compared to the way, like, WWE do their crap, like, their they're stupid humor and even AEW, to me, it's a lot better than that, than both those companies. And that's the thing, AEW like I said, I don't know if there's some sort of rift between the, the, the younger, the younger guys and the older guys, and no one wants to listen to each other or the, you know, the bucks think they know it all. I, I, I'm puzzled. I, I can't explain it, but if it's TK, that's actually um, booking this or whoever's booking this, or you said the, the inmates are running the asylum.
0: That,
3: that's I mean, just,
5: that's just my opinion. Yeah. It's
3: well, anything, but it's, it's like a tale of two cities and what I saw pre 2020 post the first half or more of 2020, what and what I've been seeing since.
5: Well, yeah, I've been saying it week in, week out too, that the inmates are running the asylum. And do you think if, if, if this keeps going the way it's going and, uh, and look, I'm probably going to be way off, but I feel like if they, if they're in the same position, surely TNT can't be happy with 900,000 or 800,000 viewers each week come on i mean we're talking about tnt here right well i i don't know the answer to that um i have
3: i did a deep dive into ad buying rates and you know demos and audiences and things like that but that doesn't that doesn't really answer any of that but i mean it is high up there on cable ratings and the demos which are less important than people think they are but they but it is Top, you know, closer top, close to top, in both. So, I mean, they're not competing with broadcast television; right. they're competing with that tier of cable. So, I think that they're happy. But, I mean, why else would they extend them for a second show? But that contract was signed, I think, it was February or March of last yes, year, and there's at, still no at, second show.
5: And What's also, keeping them? Well. Uh, Keep in mind you mentioned the contract. Uh didn't one of the didn't the guy that actually signed up Dynamite to the new contract and their first contract yes. um leave yeah. uh Turner? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's no longer with Turner, but right. I mean, it's
3: an enormous he left TNT and, and and I think he retired or whatever. But okay it's a big company. I, I don't want to read more into that without knowing more any more than I want to read into the fact that whoever was the president of New Japan left and there's someone else running a day-to-day and thinking that that's going to be a, a paradigm shift between those companies. I don't know enough. I would like to know because it doesn't make sense to me because I know that TNT has had original programming over the years and I know what kind of ratings they expected for those right. shows. To exist. So I know that this is Clause last year. They canceled it because it wasn't performing well enough and Clause typically did 1.3 million. (laughs) Animal Kingdom does about 1.4, 1.5. And that that is renewed and that's one of their big shows. So here's what I don't know. I don't know what the costs of those shows are versus the cost of wrestling. My understanding is that wrestling is relatively speaking cheap to produce. It's relatively cheap TV. My further understanding though is that Aw, at least in the original contract, I'm not sure about the the renewal, that they split ad revenue with TNT. I don't know if that's 50-50 or 95-5 or what, but that's not normal. That's not typical. So it probably goes to the substance that they were betting on themselves and that the cost of dynamite is cheaper than regular TV. So it's all about costs of producing the show and putting it out there versus the ad buy rate that they get. And by the way, people, I, I don't want to go too much into the weeds, but most advertisers don't buy for a wrestling show or any particular show. If they're looking for wrestling, they sponsor it. That, that's oh. why you have on, you know, on Raw, you'll see this is Skittles, this is presented yeah. by Cricket. This is, exactly. Uh, those are advertisers looking for that particular product. Most advertisers, buy from broadcast media ad buyers in blocks. So they're going to buy they're going to put down a million dollars for their client and they want th- they're going to spend this much and and they want time between 12 p.m. and 9 p.m. And then the network basically decides where it's going to be for the most part. I am oversimplifying things, but there's much more like that than than advertisers calling the network and saying, "I got to be on Dynamite." That that's and that's and that's not that's not a slam on Dynamite. They're no. not saying I got to be on Falling Skies, or I got to be on Animal Kingdom. A clause—they're just picking times because they're—they're also getting commercials on Animal Planet, and they're getting commercials on Sci-Fi, and they're getting commercials on the Cooking Channel and Bravo at the same time. They're just getting blocks in certain tiers of of level of channels. So, it, when something goes wrong, you know, on a show, and you get average, you get social blowback. Like if they did like an Undertaker or crucifixion angle again,
0: <laughs> right. then advertisers,
3: then they care. Then they're like, "Take me off the dynamite," and that networks like, "Okay, no problem." And they they put them on, you know, inside the NBA or you know, uh, you know the Sunday night movie instead. It's 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 not as individualized writ large as people like to make it seem. Right. And anyway, I don't even remember why I started with it.
5: <laughs> well, well, that's the thing, man. Like, do you think there's any chance that uh? Just say we still get the same mistakes going on from today, two years down the track, right? Is there a possibility that um that Tony Khan could give up on AEW even? Because surely I'm hearing then they're they're losing money, they're not exactly making money. That's like the, I, word I don't know on the how they can be making money. Right, exactly. So if they're doing the same mistakes from you know between now and two years, is there a possibility that they could be done sure there's a possibility and i know that the the khan
3: family has a lot of money so let's let's dive into some facts that we know and then we can get into speculation aw is owned by pervez khan tony's father he's the 100 stockholder whatever intra-family arrangement they have i don't know tony khan in his own right is worth a lot of money i think he's worth around 800 million probably more now with the stock market who knows um, but this is Tony Khan's passion project. It's not Pervez's. Could Tony Khan self-finance it and put money into it? I don't know. I don't know if he has that freedom with his own wealth. I don't know if it's tied to a trust. I don't know, you know, how tight a grip his father has on him or doesn't, or if he says, your money's your money. I i truly have no idea that. So he could, you know, so the answer is yes. But Pervez Khan could get tired of it. But Apparently, they don't do a very good job of running their football club in, That's true. in England. In
5: England, yep. Fulham FC. They I they're mean, pathetic, the they're crap. And I'm a soccer fan, so and believe me when I tell you, they they suck. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguar Jaguars is
3: one of the lowest valued NFL teams franchises uh in the league, which is not a I mean it's not easy to be the lowest oh, valued course. franchise <laughs> right. in the NFL. I mean the, 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 you you're pretty much starting out as a baseline of basically a billion dollars right there. Um, So the answer is yes. The answer, that TNT could be frustrated. I don't understand why they're not frustrated (laughs) about paying for two shows for nine or 10 months now and and getting one. And I cannot imagine that what happened Wednesday night made them happy at all because that's what they want to happen. They wanted NBA viewers to stick around and watch wrestling. And they advertised
5: too. Uh, sure. Like during the NBA games, I was watching the Bucks against the Celtics before uh, Dynamite started, and they advertised it as well. You'd think – I know the NBA numbers have gone down. Don't get me wrong, since the past. But um, you'd think there'd be a lot of jump over, but I don't know what the ratings are. I don't know if they've come out yet, but I I, I think we'll, we'll get around 700000 if that, for this Dynamite.
3: Oh no, they, they got seven seventy five.
5: Oh, there you go. Well, you see, I didn't know that. I I just had a feeling it would be around the seven hundred thousand mark, somewhere around there.
3: Yeah. Well, they I think they overperformed given the the time oh, slot. Sure, change. definitely. Now we're going to get to NXT pretty soon because they only did six eighty eight on a pose. So talk about uh-huh. talk about you know and it and it was it was a pretty good show. I mean NXT Are they getting was rock, floundering bro? for months,
0: rock. but
3: these War Games and there's only been three episodes since War Games, but War Games. And the three episodes afterwards have been good to very good, and they're not they're not growing their their audience at all either. So, is that because it's vanilla midgets? Maybe. <laughs> is it because it's fifty percent female wrestling, and and that many people don't want to admit, it, but that many people aren't interested in female wrestling? Maybe. Is it because it's got the stink of WD, WWE on it, and it's no longer the cool sort of alternative to Ring of Honor? Maybe. I don't know the answer to that, but all I know is that doing six eighty-eight
5: unopposed, holiday or not, that that's not a good that's not a good sign. And they're on USA. And I mean, like, look at this, Jeff. Remember back like back in the nineties when you know professional wrestling on a weekly basis on a Monday night, you know, between Nitro and Raw would have at least, you know, at one point like 15 million people watching, man. Like between both shows, and now we've got <laughs> these so called Wednesday night wars. And like me and Chris would like to say, we call it a skirmish because it ain't a war, right? I mean, and look, every all the fans are crapping on about the ratings. No, look, you know, AEW 900,000, NXT 800,000. These two companies can't even, or these two shows can't even break a million a piece. And we got fans. <laughs> Like this is the standard now, like under a million between both or like roughly around the million hovering around there. Is that the standard we have of professional wrestling in this so-called war? I
3: Sort of related to what you're saying, I find it very strange when people say that more people are watching wrestling on Wednesday night than Monday night. First of (laughs) all, that that happened one Monday. Once, yeah. I'm I'm not saying it's not going to happen more in the future. (laughs) but to combine two competitors together and to turn that to some sort of positive against the Goliath, when A, the Goliath owns one of those products. Right. <laughs> even a stock that's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if, if this is accurate in terms of shows that are opposed to each other, but let's just say that Blue Bloods ran opposite Chicago PD and Blue Bloods did 6 million and Chicago PD did 9 million. There's no one on the earth would say, it's so exciting that nine million people watched police <laughs> police dramas on the same night. Only, Only professional wrestling. In that. It's, it's right. just bizarre thinking to me. I mean, in the 80s or 90s, ER and Chicago Hope ran against each other. They were both really good shows. ER, though, was the much more popular show. Yeah. Chicago Hope didn't go, hey, 22 million people are watching medical dramas on Thursday night. No, they moved to Monday.
5: It is. It's nuts. It's bizarro. It's bizarro land now, man. Like, we went from. Look, look how much we've lowered the standard. And, and I can see why these sort of numbers are happening. I mean, there's plenty of reasons why. And both companies are making the same mistakes. And it's a shame with NXT because, let's be fair, I think the NXT in ring product lately has probably been destroying AEWs. I mean, would you say so?
2: Oh. Uh.
5: Mostly, yes. I mean, but I think they've
3: also had their fair share of bad decisions. I mean, first of all, when you're running unopposed and you have a 25-minute match with Jake Atlas and uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, who both really have characters that are sort of treading water. I mean, you're wasting an opportunity when you had Rhea Ripley um, and uh, Tony Storm kill it at the end of the show. Open with that show. You you know that Rhea Ripley can kill it. You know that Tony Storm can work. I didn't think that the the their tag team match in the beginning was that bad. But if it's a street fight, what? Why are they tagging? Right. And that was the second time that week they they did that. I can almost give it a pass when you got like some of your biggest stars there, and you don't want them to risk injury. I guess. No, I don't even believe it when I say it. But, (laughs) but. This is where I want to talk about the FTR. Because when I was watching Lorcan and Birch, especially, I was thinking that the way they move and the way they work, they 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 remind me exactly of how FTR work. And I think that's what you were saying. Yes, about the fundamentals. To the contrast, though, if you took Lorcan and Birch, if you took the young grizzled veterans or grizzled young veterans, if you took the two guys that are here from Imperium, and probably any number of other teams, including FTR and you put them in one of those lotto jars where you, you spin it around and you pick out the number and you go, 10, yeah. <laughs> bingo, you know, one of those both. Well, if you picked out any two of those guys and put them together as a team, it would be the same team. I mean, they're, they're all the same guy to me, all of
5: them. Yeah, so kind of mean.
3: I mean, at least with, with AEW, some of the teams have personality, but at the same time, I think the hybrid too, private party, top flight, SCU, they're getting a little bit long on the tooth, the young bucks, uh, they're all the same team. They all they all have the same style, they all do the same, they all do the same thing. It's like it's like too much the varsity blondes, who I'm not really yeah. sure if they, them in the they, they they all work the same. People are lumping in the acclaim than that, and they're close, but they're a little bit different.
5: Um because they rap.
3: <laughs> well, no, but they, even their moveset. But right <laughs> even Jurassic Express, I mean Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt are the same, but Luchasaurus at least adds that big power guy power move. At least there's something aesthetically different to it, though he does try to move like a cruiserweight, and I Ugh. I worry
5: for him. And what, what a waste. Yeah, what a waste of talent, right? I mean, really, you know, he could remember him in Lucha Underground. He was booked like a monster dude mm-hmm. compared to now. I mean, geez, what, I know, what I know is this is blasphemy, here? but couldn't he have been a guy that?
3: The Undertaker could have passed the gimmick too. I mean, he's not six nine, he's not 300 pounds, but he's six five and a half and two seventy-five, two eighty with all the tattoos and, yeah, and right. I mean the young Undertaker was walking the ropes and was very agile. I mean, there'll never be another Undertaker, but no,
5: never. It's just impossible. Get impossible. Yeah, of course. I mean. Look, they're not like Japanese wrestling where they sort of continue the character, like you, you know, your tiger mask. Your I don't know if they'll do it with Liger, but you know what I mean. They they tend to do that. But, um, look, he would be good, uh, like as an undertaker of some sort of look. I hate his name, let's be honest. I mean, does he need to have a name called you know, like Luchasaurus? What's a Luchasaurus or, or like a you know what I mean? What, what's a Luchasaurus? I get it. What he's a fighting dinosaur like like come on. with master's degrees in medieval studies so yeah. All, <laughs> and was he was uh, if i remember correctly didn't he uh did he didn't he win tough enough or he was close to it that i don't remember i know he was on big brother i don't know if he was ever on tough enough he, i'm he was pretty sure he was he was on tough enough and uh i know he was I in B. Sorry, Dinosaur. I don't think he picked that name. I think the
3: crowd in Lucha Yeah, you're right. Put it to him, yeah, they so,
5: did.
3: So that was organic. So I'm not going to piss on that too much. I don't think it's a great name, and I don't think it's the one that WWE would have would have kept. Uh, no way. But I mean, it's no sillier than Jungle Boy. So I mean, uh, well, look, what do you want me to
5: say <laughs> about that? It's professional wrestling. I mean, if they if. If you got people, look. No offense to Jungle Boy, uh, like I, I used to watch Beverly Hills, 90210 when I was young, and then I watched the Malrose plays, and I was a fan of his dad, right? Sure. But uh, Dylan McKay was our James Dean, right? Exactly, true. But but man, like, can you really believe someone like a Jungle Boy being a professional wrestler? I can't. Like neither can I, and I can't suspend my disbelief. And watching him, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of fans of his. I don't know why, but oh, look, man, maybe if he box up and he grows up a little bit, maybe my mind will change. But for now, I don't see no charisma, really. Marco Stunt shouldn't even be a damn professional wrestler. And the fact that these AEW marktards will sit there and argue with you and tell you, but what about Rey Mysterio? And I'll just be like, Really? <laughs> You're going to compare Marco Stunt to Rey Mysterio? Like Either these people don't know or have a clue about Rey Mysterio or they just don't know professional wrestling. I mean, how can you even compare the two? Rey
3: Mysterio was a legend before he ever set foot in DCW.
5: But But I
3: know even better than that, and this doesn't apply to you. This is just me speaking. This is not, Jim. I've always been consistent. I was never a fan of Rey Mysterio. I thought he was too small then to be believable. I didn't like Billy Kidman. And and i'm michaels fan to be honest with, with you i didn't you know so i've always been this way i've never i've never liked the the smaller wrestlers i didn't like when the one two three kid beat razor ramon i yeah, I, I, mean, I recognize it as a moment in the past but i thought it was a travesty then and and i still don't understand how it happened
5: <laughs> so, well it's funny we ray? yeah look i was never the biggest ray fan either i mean even in wcw Like I respect like I've I've grown to respect him and and I acknowledge that really he is a legend, right? Like whether we like it or not, he he definitely is a legend. I mean, there will be I mean, there's plenty like Ray, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of imitators, but he was I wouldn't say unique because he wasn't unique. There was plenty of of Mexican luchadors that were that were playing their trade. But Ray's got this certain charisma about him that many Latino wrestlers just didn't have. I mean there was your Eddie's, you know what I'm saying? And your Eddie Guerrero's, even, you know, who to Guerrero, like had a certain charisma about him or even, you know, I was a big fan of psychosis even, but, um, you know what it was, or at least what I think
3: it was, because I was a little bit older then. right. You didn't have the silliness about him.
0: Yeah, A lot of the,
3: like mill Mascarez didn't have the silliness about him. No, not at all. Super crazy. uh, Uh, El Parca, uh psychosis whoven gr- they all had silliness about them they were they were like rodeo clowns and acrobats Ray didn't have that
5: no, Eddie true. didn't
3: have it even his brother Chavo didn't have it they, they, they were still serious they had a they had an air of seriousness about them the others they, they you know that, that's part of the strict down there in Lucha. it's it's know, quick it's, fresh, it's, it's, it's fresh TV man flying action right crash tv including comedy including rodeo so it's crazy that's that's part of it but ray didn't have that you know the guys that that emerged didn't have that that bit of silliness to them and 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 again that's not shade on them that's the role Just they stole right yeah that was the lucha libre style i mean i remember sabado gigante and you'd have like you know you'd have a game show, and then you'd have a soap opera. How crazy! And then you'd have a
5: wrestling match. Then you have a bee running around going yeah yeah. It's I've tried to get into lucha man like over the years, and even more recently I like it. Sometimes I just watch it and I just look at it and I'm like what the f-? like what's going on? Like half the time that the amount of plunges and uh, so you know tope suiciders and and one not to mention the, the Gilber Bernables came from, from yes, Mexico. Yes, yes, yes. With Rush and uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrade. Uh, yeah, Andrade. Yeah, Andrade. Hey, I love that the Los Ingo Bernables de Mexico. I'm a huge fan of uh, Los Ingo Bernables de, de Japan though as well. well I love Tetoya Nato, man. Five years yeah. ago. Well, I, yeah. don't
3: know, I don't know who's in... See, I don't watch New Japan, but they used to do a lot of work with Ring of Honor. And Los yes, yes. yeah, L.I.J. was amazing. The people from Bullet Club, that was amazing. And that that and that's where where I learned to tolerate people like the Bucks or even an Adam Cole or whatever in that world. Like in Lucha Underground, in that world, it made sense. In that world, it was okay that Eva Lee sometimes could wrestle oh, with yes. man, Look star. at her
5: being exposed now. I used to think Eva Lee was a great wrestler, now is she gone backwards or what's happened? Like has she forgotten, or she's just exposed, like totally exposed? Probably all of the above. Yeah, probably, amazing. Probably all of them.
3: But as you were uh, saying,
5: please continue.
3: Yeah, but but in in those worlds it made sense, you know. Uh, you know, Raiden looked small. Prince Puma looked huge. <laughs> you know, now Ricochet, you know, he's he's basically a cruiserweight, um, and I think that that impacts things. When you saw them on that canvas, I mean, even Brian Cage was a monster there. He's He's a big. big Don't, get me there, wrong. Yeah. Don't look like Brian Cage in, in real life. Of course not. But yeah. He's but he's not a tall guy. He's five ten. Some people say it's five eight. Whatever it is, he he's not he's not Bobby Lashley. He he's not Drew
5: McIntyre. Definitely. Not, no way. Yeah,
3: I agree. And he's already had a bunch of injuries that he can't keep moving around like
5: like a luchador like he liked to do, which is one of the things that made him so mistaken. dumb though. It's So stupid. Like. If Pat Patterson was still around and he was in WWE doing that crap, Jesus Christ. Like, remember the the, the old term less is more. If you're Mm -hmm. a big guy, you don't need to do that crap. Just work like a big man, toss guys around, not freaking try to do suicide dives and backflips and crap like that. I, I remember seeing him land on his head once. I can't even remember what match it was, but he does some silly things. Like I said, I've lost a lot of respect for Brian Cage, but that's just me. But back to just that again, like you comparing those guys from back then to now, it's just night and day. The Bucks I used to hate when they were in TNA when they were called Generation Me, I couldn't stand them. I started tolerating them, like you said, with Bullet Club coming along. And then I thought, oh, yeah, I became a big Bullet Bullet Club Mark. I won't lie, I'm a big Kenny Mark, even. I, I catch a lot of heat for that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, you either love him or you really hate him, or people just don't understand the hype. You know, but I don't know. Were you were you ever a fan of Kenny's?
3: No, but I never hated Kenny either. I mean, I think I'm one of the people who d- doesn't really understand the hype. Right. I'm enjoying the pairing with Callus, but I don't think it's really all that big a deal. But I'm always gonna like a cocky heel, I, and and I like a belt collector gimmick. Even if on the business side of things, I have my doubts. So I I can set to the side I recognize that he's an extremely fluid wrestler he's very talented in in that regard but he's also not that big a guy and he's got ridiculous hair but i will <laughs> say that the, the these tailored entrances he's having and the video game four move dancing girls thing you know just like 80s video game i, I I'm loving all of that so right. I, I thought him and uh, Page was a great tag team so although brilliant. Yeah. So I've enjoyed some of his work. I just don't like, he's not a star to me. He's like, he's like a, he's like a good en- ensemble guy. And I think, you know, it's proven itself. I mean, on impact because impact got that initial spike and then they gave back basically 80% of the audience. And now last week they, they're back to under their average were They were averaging 150. Now they're at 132,000. Now, before anyone asks me or asks you, because it's your show, I know it was a best of episode, and I and those never do as well. That said, there was supposed to be new content from Kenny Omega and Don Callis, and I believe there was a pre-recorded segment on Impact, and there was the Tony Khan Tony Schiavone pre-recorded ad. So I would have thought that the same audience that tuned in a week ago, at least, might tune in for that, or if it would drop, it would it wouldn't drop. 34,000 when the week before it dropped 44,000. I mean, this, this this is showing you that, that Kenny Omega by himself is not a draw. Don Callis is not a draw for impact because he's been on impact. So Don Callis with Kenny Omega it, it, it isn't a draw. That said, I'm enjoying it, but I don't really see how AEW directly benefits from it. I, I you know, now I don't, I could, I could see the logic for impact. I'm not really seeing it now, but let's wait till after the holidays. The only theory that I have as to why this works for AEW is because I think of all these callbacks to Bullet Club and the, and, and all of the social media stuff. I honestly think that they're just passively aggressively trying to force New Japan to say, oh yeah, we want in, we, we need to have a relationship with them too, because everybody wants Bullet Color back. Everyone wants the Good Brothers back. Everyone wants the Cleaner back. Everybody wants that. And yes, they want the Bucks. So I I think that, I think the, they're doing like a backdoor overt flirtation. They're all about sending them flowers right? via social media and via fan base going, we want that. That's the only advantage I can see to it. I I don't think it's going to work. Well, but I, I don't, it's your show and I want you to, to lead us. But I definitely want to reserve time to shit on WWE because yeah, they're the no, big definitely. And they're and they're among the worst. So they they deserve a lot of our shit. How
5: about well have you have you still got time to to continue on for now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh what till
3: uh
5: whenever you want
3: 40, 45 minutes.
5: All right, perfect. Done. So how about we actually take it there? It was a good segue. So let's talk about that would be tell me what you what you love about the WWE, please, Jeff, tell okay. me, because this will be a doozy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. It's, it's much easier to talk about the good because there's much less of it. They have the best women's wrestlers in the world, WWE, oh, sure. and NXT. Definitely. Um, the, probably the best women's wrestling is still on NXT, but the best wrestlers are on WWE. The Hurt Business has been brilliant. Oh, I agree. But, but already they're doing the Cedric as the star teasing dissension. No, no, no. We need slow burns. Two right. weeks is not a slow burn. And, and I know that they started right away with Cedric and Shelton not really trusting each other, but it's too soon. The Hurt Business needs to be a dominant faction for a year two years before they start doing this story. So they're rushing into it. Also good, Roman Reigns. But immediately they started with the Jey Uso is being abused kind of thing, teasing dissension. No, that's another faction, the bloodline, the Roman Empire, the whatever you want to say about it. That, that's another thing that should last for a long time before there's any kind of dissension. Definitely. Nobody wants to see Jey Uso have another feud with Roman Reigns, which of course would be leapfrogged by a few with Jimmy Uso and right. you know what I mean? let's face it, they're identical twins, it's the yep. same goddamn thing. <laughs>
5: yeah. It's uh, facts.
3: Also, this TLC match that people loved. I understand a lot of things went bang and boom, and there were a lot of spots and there was blood and people worked their asses off and they probably really got hurt. But if you think about it, Roman is supposed to be the badass heel. And sure, part of being the badass is he would send Jay or whoever. Well, it's Jay now to do his bidding for him, but it shouldn't be two on one against Kevin Owens. They've been beating the crap out of him for three weeks, destroying him. So just picture the Terminator music in your head. (laughs) When the Terminator movie was, dun, 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 dun." (laughs) and And think of Roman walking and put the Terminator music overlay it. It makes sense. He's your Terminator character, but which one is getting clobbered and having everything thrown at them, but keeps coming back? Kevin Owens, he's the T one hundred in this. You no, know, he's supposed to be the everyman. He's right. Supposed to, he's supposed to be Michael Bean, who keeps who keeps trying but valiantly dies. So they they did like a a body switch, role reversal, and then no matter what's happening, they can't put him away. But Roman never picks up his cadence. He never speeds up. He never senses the urgency. He right. still decides to say, "I'm going to teach this fool some manners." No, no, this, this fool was taking you to the limit, turn it up, turn, turn it up a notch. You're, you're the Terminator. And the nutshot and guillotine. One time, I don't care. He's the heel. That, that, that's gonna happen. But twice in a row. Okay, but I'm, I I have reservations because I'm worried about it turning into a Nakamura thing, where that's his Ugh. thing. That's his go to whenever they all know what oh. else to do. Nutshot, guillotine. And also guillotine. That's an that's not what that is a, a team would be if you like did like a elbow smash to the back of a guy's head. Come up with another name. I mean, mm-hmm. call, call it the uh, molten, you know, molten eruption, or I, I don't know. The, <laughs> the uh, so,
5: so,
3: something, <laughs> something that is more submission. So, but that yeah. that's really picky. But so I, I really think that they got that, that stuff backwards, even so even the things that they're doing right, they're doing a little bit wrong. Um, now what are they doing wrong? The 50, 50 booking the constant title matches, right? Yeah. The, the title matches by attacking the champion from behind the rematches after clean losses, I guarantee you, Carmela is going to get a rematch on Sasha. Carmela has improved a lot. I liked her character. I thought that her and Sasha had two good matches together, but she lost clean in the center of the ring, even with every advantage. She had Her <laughs> Somalier Reginald helping her out. She poured wine on her. She broke bottles on her. It's th- she lost. Sasha moves on. No, it's WWE land. Somehow she's going to get one or two more rematches just like Dolph Ziggler did, just like Randy Orton did. It, it, it's backward ass. They, they have so many people on the roster and they can't figure out what to do with them, yet they keep using the same contenders. It's, it's like a joke dance. Whatever roster you're on, if you're a woman, your first feud is with Natty. If you're a man, your first, first feud is either with Dolph or The Miz. It's, it's like a dance. And then you go on to Baron Corbin and then you move on to something else. It's, it's, it's sort of the one, two, three dance. It's so predictable and it's so boring. And there's like no creativity there whatsoever. The only thing that's creative is The Fiend. And every time you forget about how they had a fit and start with him before, every time they do this again, every time. How he lost that Inferno match, I don't know. And by the way, if you're supposed to lose by catching on fire, he caught on fire 15 minutes earlier. So we should have at least (laughs) lost 15 minutes earlier. But that match should have been his to win. It should have been a cinematic match. And Randy Orton, who's put in a solid 2020 of hard work, who doesn't like to work that hard, who doesn't like to work full time, who's given you his all this year. What a great way to send them off for three or four months and say, thanks, bud. That's it. Exactly. Matches on fire. He's off TV for a while. And, and, and then he comes back, a new guy, and he's he's going after the Fiend. And, but Edge comes out of the side and,
5: and Spears. Yeah, and the there you go. Bang, segue. Back into that Edge feud. And that's the thing. What did this match actually or this win do for Randy Orton? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. It didn't Not elevate him. It didn't do shit. And, I mean, what did it do to the Fiend? You know what? It hurts him even more because now you just look at him like – right dude this is your style of match per se right he just sort of a weak monster and it hurts he's Alexa a weak too. monster right it wasn't even the bray white character it was just it was the fiend mm-hmm. what does that tell you about the fiend now that he's a weak like monster like or if he's gonna lose the match because he caught on fire, at
3: least make him invulnerable to fire. And while he's burning, he still takes down Orton. So at least in in the long in the loss, he still sort of wins. But no, I agree with you and I agree with me earlier that, that this is not a way to handle a monster character. If he's gonna be, if he's gonna lose it, there should have been more to it than than this. And it shouldn't be in his kind of monster match.
5: See, but what, why are they doing this to him? You think is there, it is there any sort of hate, you think, or is it his dad? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, didn't his dad get fired not too long ago? I mean, released. Well,
3: they rele- They furloughed everyone, but they said they were bringing everyone that they furloughed back. And I know that Helms and Dutton, yeah, back. he's
5: back. They'll yep, happen. that's right, which surprised me have- actually.
3: I mean, I think that there's two likely scenarios. One is that because they think they can get away with it and they think they can build them up any time. And right. any sort of like, you know, you know, like Jason or Michael Myers that they can, they can kill him at the end of the movie and he comes back and he's just as scary because yeah. they've done it three times before they did it with Goldberg. They did it with Seth Rollins. Why not do it again? I disagree with that. Then there's the other reason. And let's face it, Ray Wyatt got himself into great shape.
2: And he ever did. since his character
3: has been successful, He's starting to get fat again. Yeah, he is. You're right. (laughs) I've noticed that. might have something to do with his BMI. (laughs) You think? Yeah. While you're laughing, I want to go back to another little thing I had that goes back to after Survivor Series. Go for it. You had Jey Uso embarrass the family, and so he spent that night going after really only the faces on the SmackDown team that lost. Okay, I sort of get that. But that's the last time we saw Seth Rollins on TV. Right, exactly. Having a baby, he's taking some months off. Fine, get it. Why not have Jey Uso go after Seth Rollins, make it a recorded segment, it didn't need to be live, hit him with the chair just because he's a heel, who cares? He's the one who made them lose. He gave himself up right at the beginning. He was their biggest name, Seth Rollins, and he sacrificed himself, immediately putting them at a disadvantage they could have beaten the shit out of him with chairs. That explains why he's off TV for a while. And if they need Seth to come back as a face when he comes back, because they don't have any top faces. Well, here's the explanation. He's getting revenge on Jay and Roman. You know, he had unfinished with Roman already, but he doesn't. He didn't forget what they were having while he was having a baby. You wanted to make my father an orphan? You want to make my my baby a bastard? It's so easy. It's it's so if, easy, that, and don't then talk he could logic. have gone after Otis and right. the, 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 you know tried Kevin Owens or or whatever. I don't know why he didn't go after the other heel, but who cares? That 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 that, that would have been enough. But Seth, that was unforgivable because that was such an easy opportunity and such an easy way to make him come back face if they need it later.
5: Well, like I said, don't talk logic, Jeff, because it seems like uh, every pro- pro- professional wrestling promotion in the west seem to like not know logic anymore or or even how to book somebody or how or how to book a monster i mean just just look that's why i i think jeff like does vince like does vince know he's not he doesn't have that many years left and he's just doing this on purpose absolutely I mean, not okay so then vince, vince thinks he's
2: immortal
3: <laughs> i mean i, I don't believe that i believe that He'd say, I know that I'm gonna, you know, that I'm gonna die at some point. But someone like him thinks he's immortal. And didn't his
5: mother just die at like 99? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so- I, I was shocked that she was still alive, like recently. I'm like, wow, like how- got good genes. Definitely so he, he's the genetic jackhammer. I'm sure <laughs> some part of I mean, I'm sure he listen, he's not
3: dumb. He he understands golf. No, well, of people. course, right. People die. I just don't think he thinks it's gonna happen to him anytime soon. Oh, knowing I don't know. I don't know what the, the deal is, but we hear enough stories that, that he's the one who makes the, the last call on everything. So right.
5: that's what they say. I mean, I mean, even Bruce Pritchard seems to not have a clue, it seems, over there too. But he's just a brown nose at a Vince anyway. I'm surprised he even well, got his job back.
3: Well, he's a he's a yes man, so I mean, you know, I mean, I can't I can't kill somebody for keeping their job. I mean, no, this, no, of course not. This falls on Vince whether it's directly or indirectly, he is he's the head. Um, and there are people there who know how to write professional wrestling. Sanjay Dutt, Jeremy Borash, and Joseph Varks well. yep. are all there. They were writing good stuff for impact. Um, they can write. Paul Heyman is hit or miss, everything's hit or miss. Yeah, but, I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I truly believe that they need to write stories for every single wrestler on the roster. Not all are gonna hit, not all are gonna make it to the air, but they they should try them out. Now, the problem is you can't, you don't have house shows anymore to try them out. But oh, what's yeah. to prevent them from having shows like AEW Dark or whatever on the WWE Network where it's original programming, where it's people you don't see and they have their little stories and the good ones, Spill over onto Raw Smack.
5: Right, right, like Absolutely. they did back in the day. We Shotgun Saturday Night. I mean, Sunday Night Heat originally was actually a great show when it first started before SmackDown did. I mean, it mm. was the SmackDown before SmackDown. But I mean, there was even WWF Metal even, and you know, they don't care anymore. Jeff, I just don't think they give a crap anymore either. That I mean, I don't even know how they're worth five point five billion, whatever they are. I mean, how are they making their money right now? I, no I, I, I don't know either.
3: I, I I don't. I mean, well, I mean, we either one of us could find out by looking at their shareholders' yeah, reports oh, and quarterly reports. They are public, so we, right. We could find out where the revenue comes from, and and you know, a significant part of it is TV and future contracts, but not all. But I mean, I, I don't know because I don't care to do that. But it, it it does baffle my mind, even though the the stock price you know is far from its historic heights. Yeah. Last time I checked. It was about a week ago and it was around 44, 75. I mean, who knows what it is now. Um, it's dropped that much. They like seem to disrespect tag team wrestling, which was part of the heyday. I mean, you had the Road Wars, the Bulldogs, the Hart Foundation, the Steiner brothers, doom, the rock and roll express, the midnight express, you know, and this is one of the things that AEW is doing right. Maybe too much because they have too many teams, but FTR, the Bucks, I mean, the, the, the focus on tag teams and even the mix-up tag teams, like like the browser weights were and like Omega and Page were, mm-hmm. that works. So I, I mean, they they need to have three or four tag teams per brand that vying for those tag team championships to make them feel important. There should be more than one person, like an AEW or like what they were doing, three or four people were actively targeting and talking about the world championship. In WWE, it's one at a time right been sort of flirting with it now with Seamus and Orton and Keith Lee and AJ but only sort of they haven't gone full in and I think that they should go full in with with more of that the Intercontinental Championship used to be the number one contender actually it for a while officially be. it was the number one contender then sort of unofficially it became like the workhorse belt but why not have the intercontinental champion every now and then go for the for the world championship? And like they used to every now and then they win, and then there's a tournament. You don't need to do right. it every year, but every now and then.
5: But They didn't even do
3: that. The King Jeff. of the Ring give them a number one contender shot. Make it mean something. It's a stupid gimmick. It doesn't mean anything.
5: Jesus, an amazing company. I mean, seriously, professional. Like sometimes I think, is it just is it because we're a lot older and maybe we don't look at it from the same eyes like we used to. But then I look back when I watch classic stuff, I still get a kick out of watching a lot of the old stuff. You know, I really do. Mm -hmm. So it can't be an age thing. It's not nostalgia. I don't like even using that. It's technically just better television compared to now anyway. And don't get me wrong. Excuse me. The Attitude Era, I'm not saying it was overrated, but there was a lot of crap too. You know what I mean? During that time, a lot of crap. You know, even in WCW, I mean, geez. But it's a lot better than today's crap. Today is just, it's even worse than the the golden, uh, the new generation period when we had T.L. Hopper and Salvatore and Sincere in and, and that time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? To me, it's even worse than that. Am I wrong in saying that? I mean, and that was pretty bad too. No, you're not wrong in saying that.
3: And if it was because of age, they'd have a bigger audience among
5: kids right and, they, and they don't yeah which is amazing in itself i mean seems like kids don't find it cool anymore that's for sure i mean do you see anyone wear a, like a like a wb shirt or an aw i mean you see AEW. i'll take that back but wb i don't really see it anymore man
3: I don't see any kids being interested in, in either product. One, WWE is boring. And AW, I think the, the kids are, are are represented by that NBA audience who looked at it and said, this isn't cool. This, this, this isn't what I think of with, with wrestling. Um, my kids were into wrestling for about a year. Now, they're three years apart. so okay. and, and they both sort of got it. I don't know which one got into it first, but they basically for a year or two years, and then they both said, eh, we're not into it anymore, like <laughs> normal people do. Um, now, now this was uh, ten years ago, probably not quite, probably like well, maybe like ten years ago. Wow. Um, I'm trying to remember the ages when when we went. I mean, the youngest one was pretty darn young, um, so it was probably more like twelve years ago. I, I remember the only act I remember there. Okay, so first of all, it was raw, but it wasn't Monday, and I'm like, huh, I thought. Raw was live. It was just it was just the raw house shows touring. I didn't oh, understand okay. at the time that yeah, it, yeah. they actually toured separately a separate cast. It's smart, so,
5: it's smart marketing, you know, in some ways, you know what I mean? Or you know, advertising I you should I, say, yeah. Or I never really looked into it. And
3: and I wasn't really watching wrestling regularly at the time. I, I kept my nose in. I wanted to know who the champions were. Right. I would watch a little bit of Ring of Honor, but like Jim Cornette was still with Ring of Honor and like Davey Richards was their champion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember know, those days, and, and I'd watch TNA is probably what I watched mostly, but only because it was just I don't know I I couldn't get any read uh, uh, on TNA, and I know people look back at the X division like they look back at the cruiserweights on um, Nitro.
5: Oh no way, man! Not me. There was a point that I was watching TNA more than WWE, like at one stage, back like years ago, but no. It, it doesn't give me no nostalgic feeling of like, you know, people like to crap on, oh, you know, the X Division in 2005 or TNA in 05 in particular, or 06. It was good. It was all right. It was, it was okay. It, it, it's a lot better than today. But really, I haven't had that real feeling, to be honest with you, since probably 2001 once WCW closed shop. You know what I mean? Like, and I've got a theory behind that, but I'll get back to that. But, um, yeah, like I really haven't had that that actual feeling. Do you remember when you were like during the attitude era in during the eighties? Like the eighties was my go-to, like the mid to late eighties. I love that era. Yeah. 80. And like I used to like have a rush, man. Like even during the attitude era, if I was hanging out with my friends, I would run home. I'll drop everything and run home to watch Raw. No no kidding. That's what I'll do. Same with Nitro, whatever, right? But now, yeah, I haven't had that feeling in so many years. I, I doubt I'll ever get it again. I hope I I do, but unfortunately, I just don't see it. Yeah, two things. I I, I
3: now remember the acts. It was it was not during Team Hell No, which was great.
5: Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, also definitely.
3: Santina Morella was tag team with like Bat- Vladimir Kozlov. Oh yeah,
5: Vladimir Kozlov. w I hated the cobra. I hated that. So that's
3: what my kids were into it, but they swiftly got out of it. So that's just to give you a little bit of a. Talk I don't blame moment. them.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: When I was sort of dipping into Um But the thing that, I mean, going back to them being publicly traded, I think that they felt that after, you know, the, the steroid thing and Chris Benoit, and all these people dying young, I mean, but the Chris Benoit thing, especially. But I mean, it it wasn't that long ago that Pillman died, and, and then right. it wasn't, and Eddie was a year before, and you know, so you know, but also like the Bulldog died, Kurt henning died, Rick Rude died. You had Road Warrior yeah, Hawk basically on, right. die in television, even though he did. Oh, it. that
5: was I mean, pathetic. That, but anyway, yeah. So yeah,
3: I mean, Louis Piccoli, all you just Louis Piccoli, right? People, everybody knew was dying. It wasn't like giant
5: fat guys that they're like, trailer big boss man as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right.
3: Randy Savage, you know, his heart exploded while he's driving. And and, that's, you know, the ultimate warrior. I mean, you know, you know, and then you look back and you're like, what happened with Kerry Von Eric? And then, uh, you know, why did, why did these other people die? And so, and then they're publicly traded and all this stuff
5: goes down. And so I think they made a decision. We, we have to be PG. I get it. I understand that, and it was probably a good business move anyway. I mean, whether we like it or not, but there are times. I mean, mean, let's be honest. At the same
3: time, the networks were showing NYPD Blue. I mean, everyone else was (laughs) getting edgier, and they were getting less edgy. So why are you watching your fake fighting when you can watch UFC and watch real fighting? Yeah, I know. It's puzzling. It's It's like they did the reverse. It's like they. It's like they overcorrected and now took too long to recorrecting. I, I still don't think they know what they want to do, but I think now they want to go to like PG-13 or TV-14 maybe. Yeah, but
5: see, they've te- they've been teasing that sort of thing for like the last six years, say, right. maybe. Right? But Where you the think only- they're going edgy and then they don't.
3: Here's <laughs> but- the only difference. And the only difference is that AEW has been getting away with it on TV, primetime, right. for, for the last year and a, and a half, doing blood and cursing on TV. Definitely, yep. So someone else, someone else did it first. So so basically, they had a fallback. <laughs> so so hopefully that's the difference. Because I mean, not to say the blood and violence and cursing saves the show, but if people stop speaking like robots and if violence actually seems Ugh. to have consequences, uh, you know, I think that leads to a more realistic show that allows us to suspend our disbelief. And I I'll mean, be happy
5: with that. I'll be yeah. actually happy with that. Just don't insult my intelligence. You know what I mean? As long as I don't do that. I'm happy, seriously. Yeah. And be consistent as well. And I'm not talking about consistently crap. I'm talking about just <laughs> consistent with their booking and not this hot-shotting crap that we're getting right now and, and 50-50 booking, not just every once, you know, once a month, but now we're getting it every week. Like, come on. And, you know what I mean? I mean? I
3: feel like there's been some shows, Raw and SmackDown, where there's been 12 people on the show the entire night and sometimes for three or four weeks the same 10 or 12 people Uh, apparently they have this roster of you know dozens scores maybe hundreds (laughs) Um, do something you know even if it's bad do something and and by something i mean four people chasing our truth around
5: (laughs) not 12 right (laughs) not 12 not four not not (laughs) not any that title needs to go that that's part of the problem but that's a very small part of the problem they're just taking a piss with that belt man like with that title that title definitely needs to go i mean i don't even laugh at it but seriously archie's holding it is the only thing that keeps it going really he shouldn't he, even he, go he to anyone else.
3: without the belt right they can he put did. him they can put him on commentary and he'd be funny <laughs> yeah. there he's just they naturally the show They could give him an interview show. He'd be more entertaining than the Miz or Kevin Owens or any number of people were. I mean, he can be, he is legitimately funny. He doesn't need to. No, he doesn't even try. And the one thing the Raw Underground could have done. Oh
5: yeah. I forgot about that (laughs) one.
3: Yep. They could have made the 24 seven more into an underground title where it's more of a hardcore belt. But no, they they, they, they didn't do that. And they blew Underground as soon as they started putting, Eric and Dolph Zebra.
5: <laughs> so, what was the point of this raw underground, right? Like you said, they were trying to be PG thirteen, maybe going to like, uh, you know, maybe even you know teen. I don't know. But if you're not going to go all in mm-hmm. with that, then don't do it at all. Because what was the point? It looked alright at first. It was kind of it was edgy for for what it was. They had the chick. You know, the pole dances and stuff like that. Which they then, got away from as soon as they got any blowback
0: from it. Right.
3: It's underground. <laughs> I mean, go full <laughs> Dario Cueto. I mean, Shane was the wrong guy. I, I said it before. I had a rant on, on Show, where Shane McMahon is definitely the coolest 49-year-old that <laughs> sure. I mean, any of us will ever know right he, he's going to throw the best bachelor party for your friend you're going to have the best party bus you're going to have the best looking strippers you're going to go to you're going to get the best steaks at the best restaurant you're going to You're everything is going to be top A. you're going to be in the best suite in the best hotel but he's not underground he's not the one that's going to get you into the strip club where there's extra <laughs> he's not the one that's going to get you the cocaine he's not he's not underground he's the one that's going to show you a good time like the hangover would be in real life <laughs> yeah,
5: for sure he's not
3: underground we needed a dario Cueto in there <laughs> with scotch and coke and bad behavior <laughs> we needed it underground we needed roadhouse but
4: right, yeah, yes. i mean
3: good one yeah uh, so yeah they, they they ruined that now i don't know how far they could have taken it or, or whatever the case would have been but i think that i think that in some ways shane is a little bit like the people booking AEW. They knew what they wanted to do with something. They just didn't know where to take it once they got it.
0: <laughs>
3: so it tastes like a place instead of getting over Dabakato and Arturo Ruas and, and some other people that look good. Well, Riddick Moss looked good there, but then he tore his ACL. So I guess that's not really on them. But then they start playing Dal Ziegler on there. Yeah, we all know he was a college wrestler at Kent State, but nobody uh-huh. wants to see Dal Ziggler beating people in the underground. No one wants to see Eric there just because Ivar got hurt. Just send them (laughs) home. I mean, we want to see new faces. We want to see pit fighting. We want to see something that simulated MMA. And as soon as Dolph Ziggler and Ivar's there, (laughs) we're
5: we're knowing that that it's nonsense. What a shame, too. I mean, how long did it last for? Like, what, five weeks, maybe? maybe. Yeah, exactly. Tops. Shane's just not on the ground. He just ain't that guy. Who would have you used? Say, like, if you had to pick anyone, who would have you used to play that role? That's on
3: the WWE roster that exists in that's, WWE that's right now.
5: Yep, that's right. That's currently in WWE right now.
3: Maybe the guy who plays Robert Stone now, like he, <laughs> he could be a little bit shifty or shady. Like, I think he could have been like, like a grease, like a greasy version. Like, then, then he used to play like a like a Jersey Shore kind of character. Yeah, yeah,
5: you did. Yeah, Um Robbie E. Remember, you know,
3: he yeah. Tino Sabbatelli
5: maybe could have done it. You, you know, they, they, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Robbie E. Robbie Davari, e. you know, could could have pulled it off. <laughs> you, you think? Oh, speaking of like Davari, how great was the Muhammad Hassan character? That's when WWE had some sort of balls, but well, they didn't have, you yeah, know, balls enough. But that was a yeah. great. That was, that was that was. That's what you call. Real like hitting home. Like, I mean, imagine some sort of uh, like character like that now. Woof, we need some someone actually that that's fresh. I mean, we're getting Carlito, I think, back this week, right? Yeah, I'm but really I'm, But you know who could have pulled well, Carlito could have pulled up, but you know, who oh, else could definitely
3: have pulled, pulled it off. It, uh, Pat McAfee, he, he could pull oh, off the easy, underground kind of right. skeezy
5: kind of guy for sure for sure they could have gone many ways but
3: well, they are people but it had to be shame because it was probably his idea and, and he loves to put himself on tv but
0: he, he's not he, i
3: already said he's not he's not that guy he's definitely the coolest middle-aged dad that, that we all know but he but he's he's not on the ground he's 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 not the
5: guy that can get you the gun with the, the serial numbers filed off <laughs> oh man it's a shame But I wanted to bring up one thing, and this is me going back, and I've told this theory to other people, but um, do you remember when uh, Vince bought out WCW, right? Sure. And you remember how Eric Bischoff wanted to buy it also with the Fusion Sports and Entertainment, whatever they were called? I think Jason Hervey was part of that group. Yeah, I think he was too. Well, I've got a theory. Now, Do you you remember Black Saturday, right? Yeah, I do. I watched something, and don't ask me what it was, because I've tried to find it since, and it's been a few years since I've seen this, but I've tried to find it again. I cannot find it. And it's driving me crazy. And I just want to want your opinion on this, because you know, before we actually end it, but um I think you know, back in Black Saturday when Vince bought, or not bought, well, kind of, you know how he bought the TV time. On he, TBS, he,
3: he acquired all of the assets he of did, World Championship he Wrestling did, that's
5: right. From bankruptcy court, he bought right. it from the bankruptcy trusted, yeah, right. And I'm talking about back then, right? And now, get this you know, how he was forced to give it back and sell it to Turner, right?
3: No, I don't, I don't remember him selling it back to Turner. What are you talking about? No, 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 I'm oh, not talking, you're about- about- you're talking, you're talking about before, yeah, when, before, when for two weeks WWF was on. The, the, the superstation,
5: right? But technically, you know, still called World Championship Wrestling, but VF on, you know, on TBS, but it was still sort of labeled as World Championship gonna, Wrestling. Yeah,
3: gonna, you're talking about something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, I was confusing Monday night when Shane came on. TV oh no, yeah, Simon.
5: yeah, that's later on. But yes, I'll get yes, to I that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got to do with with the end game too. But yeah, anyway, no, he I, just got TV time those
3: those couple of weeks.
5: Well, yeah, but apparently he also sort of bought the wcw sort of lettering right as well but anyway he was forced to give it up because you know it wasn't world championship wrestling even though it was crockett i'm pretty sure at the time you know how they used to call it world champ Mm
0: -hmm. no
5: you know what i mean anyway when he was you know how there was a big backlash by the you know by the traditional you know the southern wrestling fans Mm -hmm. nwa type fans you crockett promotions type fans how that didn't want no, none of Vince's product on it. yeah which is understandable at the time well anyway when he was forced to give it to turner I heard that um if Turner ever decided to sell WCW right at the time Vince would get first dabs at it and apparently that was the deal between the two of them and then fast forward back now to or forward to 2001 this is exactly why he bought it for peanuts and I saw a video and it made sense to me at the time. I cannot find it anymore. I've tried looking it up. But when you think about it, it kind of made sense. But I don't know what you think about it. Well, I hope I, I can find TBS, it. Because I
3: know how he got that time. He just offered the, 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 the TV stations uh, about 150 to 200% what, what WCW was paying them. And so they, they put them on the air and, and the backlash was horrendous. And, and TBS said, yeah, we're not doing this again um and i think that turner and vince legitimately hated each other i don't think there was any sort of right of first refusal but even, even if there was vince they were friends at one, one stage at a bankruptcy court he, he bought it for like seven cents on the dollar something right. like that or but maybe then, less it might have been like it was it was it was single digit pennies on the dollar right, it was all well, of see, their assets
5: right but the thing is didn't uh fusion offer like 60 70 million at the time to buy them
3: whoever there were there were bidders they were rejected and so why? things
5: came in at the end i don't know maybe they didn't see, think they can make all of it but see you don't even know for sure why either right so there must have been some sort of <laughs> there has to be there's got to be something like that so that's why i'm saying it could have just been simple that they offered 60 vin said okay well then you know if you offer 60 i'm going to
3: offer 62 or whatever and then they said we're not going into a bidding war with this guy and he I never
5: i heard he bought him for like two million pretty much no no he did but at that point okay. they were in bankruptcy it was in
3: complete liquidation it was going to go to public auction apparently no one else was interested for whatever reason or reason Maybe Vince paid those other people off. I, I don't know. But I mean, if Bischoff was part of that, I mean, all the guy does is talk on podcasts and write books. That's that's his entire <laughs> life. So it, he would have said, yeah, Vince gave me $4 million to back away. No, that, I mean, it hasn't happened. He, I, I think he played his cards right, and he got lucky, and his timing was good. And then he, when it was in bankruptcy court, he swooped in and got it for you know whatever four cents on the dollar or whatever it is. It really isn't that unusual for things like that to happen. I mean, the rock just did that with, with the XFL. Right. Even within, within the last year, Vince was trying to buy back the XFL, but I guess he wasn't going to put that much in, or he didn't want to compete with the rock or whatever, whatever it was, things happen for reasons that aren't always conspiracies. They just people back off or their priorities get shifted or whatever it is. But you know, it, it, just happened where Vince wanted something he didn't get it. The Rock got it, uh, basically a three hundred million dollar investment with TV contracts in place, with trademarks in place, for five million dollars. Right. I mean, you know, Vince did the same thing with WCW, and and who knows why nobody else was interested? Who who knows why ESPN didn't buy the xf Who
5: knows why the NFL didn't right, buy right. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's a, that's another great point, and. Do you think like there'd be any sort of hate towards The Rock with uh The Rock buying the XFL, or you think Vince would be cool with it?
3: The Rock is too big for it to matter, doesn't matter. There, there, this, they're this, there, The Rock has maybe not a net worth, but as far as power in the, in, in the entertainment world is concerned, oh, well, wow. I think Rock carries more
5: cachet, and Vince just lost his political power, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's we can. It's safe to say Biden's pretty much going to become the president, right? So it's been the president since November 4th, but or the president elects since November 4th.
3: Yeah, yeah. but yeah, this is, this is this is this whole country is a shit show, it's been, <laughs> it's a
5: political thing. It's, it's 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 like a poorly written TV show, except it's real life. I think we should get you on the rational rage too, Jeff. <laughs> you you'd be perfect for that show. Anything, anything that involves more me, I'm for more Jeff. <laughs> Well what I'm not that? the host I'm not the host of <laughs> more Jeff for sure I'm not the host of that show I mean my boy Spiro is who actually runs the network that we're on I've, Another Greek? Yeah, well he's half Puerto Rican but uh he's Greek yeah I mean he speaks fluent Greek he speaks fluent Spanish too man Oba. like yeah No he's he's a great guy he's got a great show and he's got that typical New York you know bravado Pretty much, you right. know what I mean. Doesn't give a shit about anyone. I mean, as you know, you're from New York yourself. You know, you know what I'm saying. And I knew, I knew you were from New York originally. And that's when you told me where, where you're at now. I'm like, I thought you were from New York because you sound like you're from New York. You know? Well, you should hear my parents speak. I mean, I have
3: no accent next to them. So, <laughs> really? Yeah, my accent's really watered down. But, but listen, I totally get it from where you're from. That when my New York accent comes out, people <laughs> yeah. can hear. it. I can right. hear it, so, right, so you would absolutely pick up on it. But it's not—I mean, do you ever listen to like like Don Tony? Oh,
5: are you kidding? Of course. Well, I mean,
3: that's a strong New York accent.
5: Yeah, of course. Well, he's Italian, so I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's a strong New
3: York accent. I mean, there are people who sound the exact same way who aren't Italian. Um, but and anyway, there's a, my New York. It was never that strong. I, I had a fortunate childhood. I always went to sleepaway summer camps people from around the country yeah. i went away to college and i always sort of tried to mimic other accents not to, oh, really not to get those accents but to water down my new york
5: accent. <laughs> oh did you hate it that much what's I like guess that? i love the new york accent personally all right there's that real strong you know like you know like george just... you know? <laughs> yeah
0: <I laughs>
3: that's probably sounded... boston <laughs> yeah i thought it made you i think like a lot of accents make you sound dumb
0: I, I don't that's
3: how I
5: feel. <laughs> I, I, I can be dumb on my own without sounding dumb too. <laughs> Come on man, it's not that bad. Jeez. No, seriously. I think like that's exactly how I feel with the Australian accent. Sometimes I think, man, it's like it's like we don't sound educated, you know? I don't know, man. like I don't know if you like the Australian accent. you do I actually I, I remember you telling me that last time, but see to me, I hate it, man.
3: I like it, but I know what you're saying. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. sound like a hybrid. It's not like proper British, you know? Right, it's right,
5: like, right. It's, it's like a weird sort of British, but not really, if that makes there's any sense. There's
3: definitely like a prejudgment
5: caste class <laughs> with associated with certain accents.
3: And I think the New York accent is one of them. And I didn't want it.
5: Fair enough. I mean... Geez, if I could trade my accent away, I I would in a heartbeat. I mean, so so I totally understand how you feel, you know what I mean? But, but, but Jeff, man, I I think we've done a couple of hours already. Can you believe that? What time is it? I, I
3: I watch the time. I, I'm used to it because of my own podcast. I'm sent, they, you know, Hammerlock Hangover, we, we go as long as we go, but we try to. Well, we've had a lot of guests that pushed where we've gone over two hours, but we try to keep it to ninety minutes to two hours, right? Unless we have—that's my goal too. Yeah, but Garden of Doom, pretty strict, seventy-five minutes, maybe ninety, maybe sixty, but pretty strict. So I watched. Only point is I watched the clock
5: (laughs) for sure. Well, well, with wrestling, we can just go on and on and on. I mean, really, we didn't touch on forty-five years. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been a fan for over like thirty. 34 years, you know? And, and I you- was a dumb fan in, in, until, I don't know, the, recently, until 10 years ago. I, no. I
3: thought Raw on Tuesday I was going to see Monday Night Raw.
5: <laughs> I know you said this before, but but just getting to know you now, like, come on, man, I, I don't buy that, Jeff, come on. Really? It's
3: true. Really? It, it, it's true. I, I, I just figured that they... Listen, when I was growing up, I knew that they had an A tour, a B tour, and a C tour. Oh, yeah, of course. So right. Much smaller. I just figured they all toured together, that they, they, they saved money and, the, and they put it on. I It didn't, once I got there and saw that there was no lights and there wasn't the pyro <laughs> and the commentaries were there, I'm like, how robbed ah, did you feel? It's just the raw cast. It's, not, <laughs> it's the raw show. How should they still doing this show. I mean i wasn't that dumb but i was
5: i get you know, the disappointment i, I was man. not removed that, that right. i didn't know that. that i mean that wasn't a kayfabe and That was just me being dumb no i get you i get you because I, I had that feeling too man when, <laughs> when i <laughs> when i first went to a raw house show I'm like, i was like really <laughs> but look man at the same time there's something kind of uh i, I don't want to say that, that i miss it right now but there's some there's something that the house shows offer that sometimes you don't get even on TV, if that makes any sense. Like
3: there's an yeah. energy.
5: Yeah, yeah, not the same kind of energy, and it's nowhere near the same energy. But you know, sometimes you get things that you won't normally see on television, which is cool here and there, but it's pretty rare. And today's house shows don't even compare to the house shows back in the day, really, when you think about it, except for your glorified house shows. Can I say one thing before we leave off? No, yeah, go for
3: it. Okay. There was a brief window of time about a year ago into the early part of 2020, where Ring of Honor was doing almost everything right. They didn't quite have the star power, yeah. they built a great tag team division. They they had the pure wrestling, but they had some shtick as well. They were starting to build a women's division. Marty Skrull was the, the head booker. He he formed a relationship with NWA. You were seeing ROH people. Right. He was strictly business, was going to do battle with villain enterprises. You saw NJPW people advertised on, on cards with Ring of Honor and, and uh NWA people. So it, it looked like that Ring of Honor, NJPW relationship that was sort of on hiatus, was coming back strong. And then Marty, the truth about his personal life or whatever he did came out, derailed the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, but really right in there and there, that was, that was my hope right there, it was that brief shining moment where I was calling Miracle Marty, where yeah. it was gonna be NWA, New Japan, and Ring of Honor, sort of forming an, an alliance and giving right. me an alternative that felt real compared to stale WWE and just what I thought was just an indie show every week on AEW. Thank God AEW got better. I'm not thrilled about the directions they've been taking lately, but maybe they are a roller coaster too. But Ring of Honor has just started again. They're they're definitely going with this serious, pure thing. NWA is out in California, but hopefully they can pick back up on that, keep up alliances with New Japan and other small promotions, maybe MLW something and try to go that path because it, it was going in a direction that was, really exciting and and
5: a real alternative to wwe definitely i totally agree with you no really yeah well same here man oh i was what look think about it let's be honest right once the the elite sort of left as well i mean started from there i mean it was still going pretty strong but once the elite like the bucks and all them and cody took off from ring of honor because Cody and the Bucks were signed to Ring of Honor, and Kenny—they
3: got was- they Ring of Honor, and then they tried yeah. to replace them with this faction called Lifeblood, which wasn't that good to begin with. But all of those people start getting injuries right away, and then Juice Robinson said, "I'm never going back again."
5: Uh, right. Finley got
3: say that. right away. Taneal Dashwood got injured right away, and then you got Mark Haskins, who's about five six, and his head yeah. is about six six. <laughs> Tracy oh. Williams weighs a buck twenty, and he's six five. I mean, the the. Uh, no yeah you're, you're yeah no they 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 were gutted they for a year they were floundering maybe more but when marty started taking control i mean he can book wrestling he also has sex with drunk underage women or woman and
5: well and he doesn't
3: doesn't apologize for it
5: and that's what i wanted to actually ask you i mean and i was a big marty school fan man i mean seriously the villain yeah, forget his height. Right, he see we talk about charisma earlier. Like we will talking about how certain fellas had certain charisma, where you forget their look. You know, Marty mm-hmm. had that. I, I strongly believe that he really had a. He's got a presence about him. Mm-hmm. He's definitely got. He's got. He's definitely got charisma, and that dude can make me laugh. I don't know if you are watching Being the Elite during his time, like when he was on it a lot. Dude, you should go back on those episodes. I'm I, telling I, you, I will never, ever, ever watch being the I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. with I, him in I it. don't care. I'm not doing it. All right. All right. But i I, I tell you, Jeff, you'll you, you, you will love him even more. He really made that show. I don't want to love him anymore. Okay. Yeah, fair yeah. enough.
0: He ruined
3: everything.
5: Yeah. Unfortunately, man. I mean, well, I know he's admitted to certain shit, but didn't he say it was consent? like it was, consensual? it was
3: consensual but he was 28 she was 16 and drunk how, how right. consensual was it with a drunk 16 year old whatever it is it's super creepy
5: yeah or no rape. definitely definitely I mean, no i agree that's best, I
3: mean, best case guess. best case scenario super creepy worst case scenario <laughs> really really super creepy rape
5: i mean yeah no you know, but both ends are terrible <laughs> yeah no definitely and one other thing about marty do you think we'll ever see him again i mean I've no. been checking up on your social media. Do you think he's done? That's it. You'll, you'll never see him again. Him and him,
3: David Shit. Starr, Jack Allerher, uh, and and hopefully, uh, who's who's the other freako, Joey Ryan. Hopefully, it, it, hopefully, them they will all be like banished to like one of the Orkney Islands or something where wow. they
5: where they have to like herd you know angry sheep. Shit, that's so it's. Wow. I mean, that's a shame too, man. I mean... But I
3: agree with you. because he was he was a midget, but not vanilla at all.
0: He had a not lot of vanilla at
3: all. Definitely not vanilla. Transcended size, and he was an example, like a Daniel Bryan, of, of somebody who, despite their size and stature, somehow made you believe. And while I don't think he would have succeeded in WWE... Oh, yeah, woman, definitely not. He could have been a manager who was terrific, who occasionally got involved... And occasionally would surprise you. So, Definitely. you know, and I think the world is
5: missing that as well. It's such a shame, man. Like, oh, look, yeah, look, he's ruined himself. You're right. I mean, there's no coming back from this. Yeah. Well, what's done, he's done. He don't watch about him. He's a felon. Yeah. That's sad, man. He's not getting into shit for this either, is he? Well, I don't because know. Technically, it's legal. No, well,
3: no, nobody's heard hide nor hair for from or about him. I I don't think so. I don't think anybody's investigating. I think it happened a few years ago. I, yeah. I don't think the authorities. I, but I don't know. I don't know where he lives in England. I don't know where she lives. I, I don't know if anyone's looking I'm into. I'm pretty
5: it. sure it happened in the UK. And if it did, oh, it did. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. But I don't know where in the UK she lives. I don't know where he. Yeah, is. no, I can't tell you that. I know where he where where he's roughly from, but I, I, all I know for sure is that. Even though it's creepy, and I totally agree with you, and and it's wrong, I'm pretty sure technically she was at a legal age. You know yeah, what I mean. She so, was
3: legal, first of all, she, yeah, the she was technically legal if she was if she had capacity. If she right. was drunk,
5: definitionally she did not
3: have capacity.
5: Yeah, well, like I said, I don't agree with it. He's ruined himself. He's killed himself. Basically, you his career suicide. What he's done, and I think. Deanna Parraza even uh, dumped his ass like around that time too, when, when that shit was coming out. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't blame her, but it's sad, man. But you know what I mean? That it is what it is. And, and Jeff, I think, I think that covers it for now. I mean, we could do a part two, definitely. I mean, we could have spoken about Ring of Honor a lot more. And, and, and thank you for like doing double duty, man. I mean, I hope it wasn't too tough on you, but I'm the hardest working man in not-for-profit podcasting. <laughs> I know we got to start making some some change soon, right? But, but uh, if, you, if you can figure out how to, let me know. Oh, all well, I want I'll is my farmers my few... money. That's all I want. <laughs> right. Well, man, thank you so much. And and the thing is, I appreciate the fact that you've you've already done like three shows for me. So, I mean, Jeff, you're one of my greatest guests on here, man, and and I truly mean that. I hope your listeners will feel the same. Hey, man. Hey, you—you you bring your numbers. I'll tell you that. So you're doing yeah. something good, <laughs> well, guaranteed. Well and and you know what, Jeff, you also bring the most class to a conversation, man. That there's no one else like you, man. I don't—I don't even want to swear, Harley, around you, dude. Put it that way. <laughs> and I've tried. i i have tried to be on my best behavior. You can swear. I'm all for cursing when when it's appropriate. I just don't try to
3: overuse it and rely on. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm your gentleman, Nick Bachwin. Well,
5: I'm, I'm a hit beautiful. on the foot. <laughs> That's perfect. That's actually about, a good comparison. Robert's camera, as you say. <laughs> yeah, I truly mean that. You're lucky.
4: Like, the it's way it.
5: you give shit to people is so unassuming. Some people might not even get you at times. You know what I mean? You know what the secret is, my friend? <laughs> What's that? I've had real problems in my life. Right. So just, saying that, just saying that exchanges on social media. You know, no, I, I totally agree with you, man, and that's why right. there's more, you know, more world and real world problems, you know, than than that shit, you know. I don't know how people even get bothered by. It. Well,
3: pay some attention to you lady. I'm gonna pay some attention to mine. We're gonna eat some dinner. and We're gonna watch Wonder Woman '84 on on
5: uh, <laughs> Max tonight. Yeah, oh, sounds good. And and just before you go, plug your stuff again, man. Oh, thank you. Um, Garden of Doom, wherever podcasts are found. Uh.
3: It's a, a Kindred show, I think, the CryptoCast. So if you're listening to Jimmy on that, uh, and, and if you're not, you should. But uh, Garden of Doom, it's a variety show. We, we, One week, we might be talking about current events. One week, we, we might be doing a deep dive into Bigfoot. One week, I, I might have an aer- aeronautical engineer on, on there, not aerospace engineer. And then last week I had a shaman and it was like a really deep show. Uh, we also dropped a, a post U.S. election show, which we reported about a week after the election, but dropped it about five or six weeks, and it's uncanny how much I got right. Well, we got right from um, this, and uh, well, I'm more of a political junkie. The other guy, you know, Shah has very strong feelings, but on the and he was right too about his stuff. But on the day-to-day sort of the you know stunt dancing of politics, right. I, I've, but, uh, my other podcast is Hammerlock kind of Hangover. I think you got a taste of what you might get get on on this show and the other ones. Uh, my co-host is Big Daddy Cool, Steven Pena. So check that out. We're also on the Unpopular Review Network, which is like a visual podcast uh, on YouTube and Facebook streaming. Do some review shows. We have some fun. Um, so check it out. Let me know what um, let me know what you want. I'm on Twitter. I have like no followers. LMD, So make me feel important. And if you join us, the, the Solomon's Sounds Off Wrestling Group, if you are accepted,
5: I'm one of the moderators there. So learn to hate me like everyone else. <laughs> That's brilliant, Jeff. And thank you once again, man. Merry Christmas. Thank Go you. and eat dinner with, 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 your, with your missus. And, uh, man, we have got to do it again, for sure. I, I'd be honored. I, I always have fun with you. And thank Jeff, you, Jeff. Fun Likewise. Fun. Likewise. Definitely, man. We have some great conversations today. Thank you everyone, this is the P W C Merry Christmas and where we are. Peace. Peace.